Drama City Productions presents. Immersion Rig Now Online. Welcome, Nerd. Now generating episode 76. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in 3, 2, 1. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. All right, Matt Christian. So uh, this week I had probably the closest to an actual religious experience that I'll ever have. I'm not a religious guy. Okay. So <laughs> I sat down with my daughter and we watched Star Wars A New Hope for the first time together. So my daughter's four. She's never seen a Star Wars film. You know, she's, you know, been a fan of Star Wars just by proxy. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing daddy's toys. And, I think, have you, know, you showed her the... The Force, animated series the Force, stuff like that. Forces of Destiny, yes, which is a great series. If you have a kid, check it out. Um, and she, she has like the toys and everything like that, but she's never seen the film. She's not big into like live action films, you know, at this point, you know. And I didn't want to push it on her or scare the shit out of her and like completely traumatize her and turn her off. So we sat down and we actually watched the film, and she just like slowly started to like light up through the entire thing. To the point of, like, in the middle of the movie, we're actually, like, having lightsaber battles. So, it was a win. It was a very proud, like, father moment. like passing the torch, you know, <laughs> to her. So, because I, I have not told her that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's <laughs> father at this point. And, you, like, uh, last year for Father's Day, she mm-hmm. got me a frame picture of us, you know, and it's a Darth Vader frame. It says, I am your father on it. And I think she just thinks it, like, because I'm her father. That's what it means. Yes. Like, she doesn't, you know, and my <laughs> wife has almost spoiled it a few times. I was like, no, you cannot tell her. She has to have this moment. We have to, like, you know, because I, I felt like, do you remember that moment for yourself as a kid? When I you... don't know if it was spoiled for me or not, because I think I watched it originally on TV. See, I vividly, like, remember that moment and, like, turning to, like, my parents, like, in shock of, like, what does, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want that moment for her because I feel like it's going to blow her mind. And I, it might completely traumatize her. You know, she might have daddy issues <laughs> after it. But, like, I feel like that's a sacred moment. So next week we will be watching her because this was a, like, rousing success. You know, she was totally, like, into it. We watched it again a couple days later. So, like, we woke up actually uh, yesterday morning and had a lightsaber battle. Like, that's the first thing we did. <laughs> so she is, like, hooked, um, you know, which is great. But, you know, now it's, like, the big test, you know, if she can make it through Empire and, like, how she handles the big mm-hmm. Vader reveal. So, big moment. Big yes. moment in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. I can't honestly, because I I came across Star Wars on my own pretty much. Uh huh. You know, I think um, everyone was talking about it because Episode One was coming out at that time. Yes. So it was, okay. it was mostly. You're so, young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think I pretty much came across it mostly on my own. I don't know if it was spoiled for me or not. 
Yeah. Now, as the elder statesman of the podcast, like, I was in the heyday of Star Wars, so I was mm. completely... I think around then, like, really, like, Star Wars merchandise had kind of dropped off. It probably started picking up around Phantom Menace again, but even the, the, the toy line had kind of, like, gone away from the shelves. Um, but, like, when I was, you know, I, kinda, I must have been, like, six or seven years old, like, it, it was in its full, like, prime, like, heyday you know, where everything was Star Wars related. I remember, like, just, I had pretty much, like, every figure. I had almost every vehicle and everything. Um, you know, so I just, and I remember, like, watching it on TV. Like, the movies would come mm-hmm. on TV then. Like, there wasn't, like, this whole, like, you know, you know, we did have VHS at that point because it was the early 80s. So I remember watching A New Hope, like, on TV for the first time. I did see Empire, I believe, like, on the big screen. But a new hope I watched on, you know, on the small screen first. So like, you know, the Sunday night movies that was like a big thing. Um, but yeah, I remember like just being in the theater like completely like flabbergasted, not understanding what the hell was going on and everything, and just kept on asking my parents over and over again. They had no fucking clue, mm. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just you know, jaw completely dropped. But that I think that that moment hooked me because it just you know that was such an insane moment as a kid. To wrap your head around, like, how is, you know, the main good guy's dad the main bad guy? Like, it totally, like, just blew my, you know, seven-year-old mind. <laughs> so, and then, like, also in that moment, you had fucking Luke losing his fucking hand, which mm. was also, like, traumatizing. Because <laughs> New Hope, fucking Obi-Wan just, like, disappears, yes. you know? Oh. So, you don't see a corpse or anything. <laughs> so, like, actually seeing, you know, carnage happen on mm. screen in front of me, I'm pretty sure that was probably, that was probably, like, the most, like, you know, graphic thing I'd seen on film at that point. Me, oh, no, wait, maybe it was, in, I have to, Indiana Jones, the melting scene at oh, the end well, yes. of Raiders. That might have, <laughs> <laughs> and that shit gave me fucking nightmares, like, crazy. Um, but yeah, around there, one of those two scenes, like that was probably mm. like one of the most traumatizing events of my young life at that point. So, but yeah, to have that hand fly off and then hear, you know, the whole father thing. Yeah. Mind blowing. So you heard it here. George Lucas traumatized Dave. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the basement you sit in now. Yes. <laughs> filled, filled with Star Wars toys. <laughs> Uh, but yes, so, but yeah, it was a huge moment, huge, huge daddy moment for me. So. Well, what I think it's amazing about all of that was, you know, um, that was revealed on a radio show. And like today, that would be spread everywhere. What do you mean it was revealed so, on a radio show? So, I'm trying to remember, I think it was um, the actor that was in the suit for Vader. Oh, spoiled was, it? Yeah, completely spoiled it on the radio. Oh, but because wow. there was a lack of you know yeah. information spread back no. then, yeah, yeah, it, it no one really hear it. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, Star Wars was huge at that. I, point. It was either radio or newspaper, but okay, it just didn't spread. Yeah, no, no. Well, and it, was, <laughs> it was just a different world. Then, mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, I mean, you have twenty five articles up within the next like you know five minutes of something like that dropped on the radio. Mm-hmm. So and you have Disney literally hunting people. Oh my like. God! Yes, yes, <laughs> assassinating people. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um. So this news week start off really slow, and luckily we record on Thursday nights because all of a sudden today, mm-hmm. like, we got tons of shit. So explode. Because I was like, holy fuck, we're not going to have anything to talk about in the <laughs> open of the show. But uh, first and foremost, Avengers Endgame 
is going after the big man himself. They're $40 million away from the Avatar record. James uh, Cameron is quaking in his boots right now. And to ensure that they get there, they are re-releasing Avengers Endgame. And I didn't even realize it left the theaters. I swear to God, I was looking up movie times. There's still theaters. Okay, because I was like, I swear to God, I was looking up movie times like (laughs) a week or two ago, and it was still on there. No, it's still on there. So, but they are uh, re, you know, they're having it return to theaters, but they are reissuing it with like additional footage at the end of the movie. Um, There's supposed to be six minutes of additional footage. So does that mean the end battle or does that mean just like no i think you have to sit through the credits and then you're going to get like some deleted scenes there's supposed to be a stan lee like you know little like vignette or something just honoring his memory Mm. and then i think they're going to do i don't know there's i don't know if there's some like featurette or something like that also attached to it so it feels like kind of like, you know, Blu-ray, like extras yeah. you're getting. Um, I hope that deleted scene is worth it. I, I don't but like I, that I don't as need much as... Was it? I don't like that as much as like actually getting extra like moments in throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I mean, the movie was already three hours long. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> yeah. There probably be extra shit. I'm going to go. Really? I mean, the <laughs> hardcore fan. That's really who they're appeasing mm-hmm. to is the hardcore fans at this point, too. So... I mean, like, I'll go. If you tell me, oh, there's five minutes extra in this movie, I would definitely, you know, mm-hmm. be in there. But, like, for some extended scenes or deleted scenes at the end of the credits, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, sitting through the movie again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the Blu-ray at some point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like... I'll get it first day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, I feel like that's enough, though, to get them over the hump. Yeah. To get the $40 million. I was surprised they even needed it. I thought, oh, well, they'll just keep it in theaters until it goes over. That's what I said. And I, I bet they probably would have achieved it at mm. that point, too. Because um, I even, I think Avatar, right? It got re-released. Yep. Right? So it it's not like it's a pure, That's like that number is just from its first you know mm-hmm. run. It got re-released a couple times, I believe, right? Like overseas, especially. I believe, and I know uh, Titanic got like a gazillion, yes, like different like <laughs> releases. So, but yeah, so Avengers, they're aiming for the head right now. You know, going straight for you know James Cameron's record. You know, fuck them, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope they achieve it. So <sighs> he's been trying to play nice lately. Yes, but I just you keep know. thinking, man, it's just more money for them. It's not really what. Like, we're, we're obsessing over them, you know, getting over this hump. It's just it's I just think money. this tells me they care. Hmm. No, the fact that they're doing this tells me that they care. So there's some... You Disney don't think it's just to have the record? Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Th- 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 yes, it's to have the record. <laughs> they, they want that fucking record. Faki wants that goddamn hmm. record, you know. Good for him. So, um, yeah, I think most of fandom will rejoice. Yeah, once the record falls. So. Well, uh, speaking of the fandom, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a countdown this week, and it was <laughs> just driving the fans crazy. Speculation like, everywhere. I mean, they were going like insane. Like I, like the speculation got crazy. Okay, so it started on was it Sunday? I believe it started we, on like number four. Yes, so was, yeah, I think it was like Sunday, Sunday yeah. right? Where it was a four and a webbed a webbed up four. Um, you know, definitely Spider Man related. Mm-hmm. People right away started saying, we're going to get Sam Raimi's fourth Spider-Man. Like, right away I was seeing this. I was like, what are you talking about? Why would they do that? And then I, it, it, there's a hashtag 
on it that says Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. And right away I was like, it's comic book related. It's not going to be MCU related. Because if it was, you know, movie related, they would have let you know, like, up front. <laughs> At least people that did see that mm-hmm. still rationalized it saying... Oh, they're gonna give you the comic book. I did see that quit of Spider Man Four. But do I'm like, we want what? That? No. Are people jonesing for you know Spider Man Four, like Raimi's Spider Man Four? I have no Sam idea. Raimi wasn't fucking excited about that <laughs> film. So why? I I don't know. I've never heard an outcry for that movie before. Um, you know, like Spider Man Three did not like leave me wanting more. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why all of a sudden everyone was so excited about it. And then I also heard, oh, the Fantastic Four is going to arrive yes. in um, Far From Home. You know, it's letting us know that there's a cameo there. and It just got crazy. So it's kept on counting down, of course. You know, that's what countdowns do. Like, people were really disappointed the next day. Yes. Though. Did you read that? <laughs> yes. The message board. When three came up, I was like, I knew it was going to do that. Come on now. Um, but yeah, people were like, oh, it's not the Fantastic Four, you know, it's not Spider-Man Four, you know, super disappointed. Maybe they should have started with five instead. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, it got people talking, that's what you wanted, but yeah. so today was the big reveal, right? Was it today or yesterday? Oh, um, I believe it, yeah, it was today. We're they recording this on Thursday, zero, yeah. right? So it was today, we got a, a video and it was J.J. Abrams and his son, um, who I can't remember his son's name off the top of my head, um, announcing that they're going to be doing a Spider-Man comic book coming this fall. Woo! Yeah. This totally <laughs> felt like <laughs> nepotism at its highest form. Whereas, like, are you, are you guys doing the comic book? Or is your son doing the comic book and you're just putting your name on it to sell copies? You know, like, I wish my dad was J.J. Abrams so I could get a comic book. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, that that's great. I'm sure people, like, I didn't even want to click on, like, you know, all the comments because I knew they were going to be all negative right off the Oh, bat. I went straight away. Really? Are you kidding? Were <laughs> people just fucking shitting all over it? Was it was literally just Thanos' line. Reality is often disappointing. Pointing just uh, over and yeah. over and over again. I was like, this That's is funny. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is going to be... Uh, let's see. Is there a rundown for it? Um, oh, we're going to be introduced to a new villain mm-hmm. named Cadaverous. Um, sure. And... <laughs> This could be an awesome book. We don't know, all right. Is this going to be um, the main title, or it's 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 the it's a short run? Right? It's just it's a miniseries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's a miniseries. So it's not like it's Amazing Spider-Man. No, no, it's it's a, a miniseries. I'm sure, basically, it's a tryout for his son. Yeah, it's a way to get his son into the business. Maybe he's a huge comic book fan. Cool for him. I wish they didn't do the whole countdown thing. Yeah, they just, you know. <laughs> Like, I hope, maybe J.J. really is having a big part in this. Um, I'm trying to think of other father-son. You know, we know, we like, Stephen King and his son work together sometimes. You know, there's other father-son, you know, situations where it does work, but... That's know. cool. I don't know if it's... it's I, I went to his IMDP page, his son's IMDP page, to see, like, is he a creator? Does he have... So he looks really young to me, though. Yeah, so. I'm like, how old is he? I thought he was, like, 16. Is he 16? That's what he looked like to me. He looks really young. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> if he was 16, I would not But that's be why you're saying, like, him getting a job. I'm like, I, don't, I feel like he's too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, that's the thing. Like, I went to his IMDb page, and he does have a little, like, production credits and stuff like that, but I feel like that's, like, take your kid to work day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much, like, JJ wanted to get him a union card or something. Get out of town. He's 21. He's 21. He's, so he's old. You're only two years, three years exactly. older than him. But He yeah. looks 16. He looks young. He does. I'm sorry. Look you look 16. Very young. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Especially the way he came out with being like, oh, I'm super nervous. Like, I, you know, it sounds like a teenager. He did sound like a teenager, yeah. So, but yeah. But uh, maybe that'll catch the spirit of Spider-Man. Whatever, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, even though I knew it was going to be like, you know, a fourth movie to Sam Raimi's, you know, trilogy, it was still disappointing that this is what we got. For me, at least. (laughs) You know, but, and like I said, maybe it's going to be an awesome fucking book. Who knows? I do. It's going to suck. Um, but yeah, so, but also we got news, um, more Marvel news. Uh, they are returning to Hall H. So, cause we were, t- we were hearing that they weren't going to be part mm-hmm. of Hall H again. They weren't last year, but it looks like they are going to be back at Hall H, um, for San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and it looks like they're not quite sure what they're going to be showcasing. There's speculation that's going to be more about this series on Disney+. Plus. Um, you might get some Black Widow stuff, since mm-hmm. that's in production. But um, it, people are kind of saying that they might be holding, you know, all their cards to D23. But this is just going to give people, like, a taste to yeah. get them going. Which is fine. You know, we've already seen, like, some, like, graphics leaks for some of the Disney Plus series at this point. You know, I know the Loki one. Um, there was like a really blurry like title card that was going around and like a like a, a first scene you know just a, a, a shot a screenshot of it so maybe we'll get like a little trailer or something. well I figure they were maybe they're gonna try to pull an e3 and bring out Keanu and show like what he's gonna be well which with. is is crazy I've never have you ever heard of like Marvel ever like saying we're courting this actor right now because that's what happened this week not really. Like, I've heard them say, oh, you know, I've heard, like, you know, through, like, Variety or something like mm. that, they're in talks with, you know, so-and-so for this role. But, like, no, like, Marvel Studios, like, came out and confirmed that they are trying to get Keanu Reeves in any fucking Marvel movie that he'll do. And I guess it's, like, an ongoing thing where they've just been constantly offering him movies. I know Keanu's, like, super fucking hot right now. Mm. So I don't know if it's just, just them, What's like, a petition to get him to be man of the year? Yeah. yeah. For time. <laughs> it's, like, gone insane right now. Um, but, yeah, so there was... There was different talks of, like, different characters. Like, I know you asked me last week. Or oh. was it two weeks ago, right? Like, yeah, who yeah, I'd want to yeah. see? And I couldn't come up with anyone. <laughs> like, literally anyone. But, um... Who's it? Dan Slott, I guess. Um, you know, the um, former writer mm. of Amazing Spider-Man. Um, sent out a tweet, like, saying, like, you know, he'd be great as Moon Knight. And it dawned on me, he would be fucking great as Moon Knight. That oh. is actually a really good fit. Now, I don't see, and that kind of got everyone talking about Moon Knight and mm. him and everything like that. I just don't see the MCU introducing mm-hmm. Moon, Knight, Moon Knight in, like, the, you know, you know movie universe. Yeah, like, it, a f- few years ago, back there was like strong rumors that moon knight was kind of up for a netflix series which would totally work it's very much in that like you know dark alley universe of the netflix marvel shows yeah. but i don't because he's i don't know he's such a like you know hard edge character 
in his books, I can't imagine him getting like a full like MCU movie. Well, like I agree. I don't see him getting his own film, but maybe as a background character or a side character in major films. See, I don't know if and I that know. way you can play with him on Disney Plus and like give him a series or or we know that they talked about using Hulu, you know, for yeah. like more of the edgier shows. Um, but do you use then? Would they want to waste that on like? Or I don't feel like it'd be wasting, but like waste Keanu Reeves on that then, you know, unless he's really in the bag for Moon Moon Knight. I don't know. I mean, I mean Mark Spector is a great character, and I would love to see it, especially mm. after you know just watching all the John Wick movies. I feel like he'd be fucking great. Just the physicality and everything like that is there, um, and the character's just absolutely insane. So it'd be fun for him to play that. I just character. say it draws eyes to your streaming services, your your outside content. That would be your, a huge you announcement. Yeah. They announced like Keanu Reeves in a Moon Knight series for Disney Plus. That'd be massive. So. Um, that'd be great. Um, another one that popped up was Adam Warlock. Once mm-hmm. again, like we heard um, Zac Efron for Adam Warlock. I'm still then, leaning more on Zac Efron for that one. Although I feel like Keanu Reeves would actually be a good fit for yeah. Adam Warlock. So I, I do. I could see that, you know, being a strong possibility too. But as of right now, we don't know shit. So <laughs> who knows? He'll just you know, be but he's Eternals. been also he has been courting Marvel. So it's a two way mm-hmm. street. Like he's wanted to be in one of these movies. So, um, well, it Damon, feels like I would want to... to be in one of these movies. Yes, yes. <laughs> but what a big, you're not Keanu Reeves, Christian. <laughs> Arguable. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't even think your girlfriend would argue with me about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, when a name like that wants to be in your movies, mm. you make it happen. Now, it sounds like, for me, because we had the rumor of him being in Eternals, you know, it feels like that's probably going to be, yeah. you know, where he's, you know, going to end up, you know, which, I mean, will definitely get more people excited for the Eternals. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I've just never seen Marvel Studios come out and say, no, we want this actor <laughs> in anything, you know, we'll take him in any role. It's his fucking year, man. It really is. It really is. It just, like, I mean, I knew he was hot at this point, but, like, I didn't know how, like, I feel like the E3 thing, like, got him over to, like, this next level all of a sudden. Where he just, like, took over the internet. Do you think it's literally that moment? (laughs) I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere, man. Yes. Yes. Like, it became the meme, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I don't know. Uh we're going to talk about Marvel again. Yes. Uh, we had a little bit of a rumored synopsis for Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series that is coming out. Um, a Reddit user who seems to be in the know, he's predicted other big things, a lot of Endgame stuff, I guess, he actually nailed, um, is saying that the rumored storyline for the series is going to be the U.S. government basically crowning or you know passing the shield on to someone else other than sam and them having this kind of like rogue not rogue but this other captain america running around and like you know going kind of haywire and then sam and Mm. you know bucky having to like bring him in and then that's how you're going to get sam taking the shield at the end of the series so he'll finally like accept you know the gauntlet if you will no pun intended. Um, so um, the, it, that is the U.S. agent is like the character in the comics who th- that basically mm-hmm. happened. You know, uh, Steve steps down 
Um, and then they basically get a new Captain America, which is um, the U.S. agent, um, and he eventually loses it. But he runs around afterwards in a very much, you know, bootleg Captain America uniform. And I think you've probably seen him before. It's that guy yes. who's in that the black Captain mm. America outfit and everything, you know. Um, he's an okay character. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it'll be an interesting storyline. Yes. Place. I think it's so. good exposure for um, Sam, you know, going forward. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a nice way to really, like, officially get him mm-hmm. in, you know, the outfit and everything. You know, wielding the shield, if you will. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what his costume is going to look like. Do you feel like they go, you know, what we've seen in the books? I'm assuming it'll be kind of like that red, white, and blue um, Falcon costume, pretty much. Do you think that's what we're going to get? Hmm. Saw? I want him to have more of the fucking hood, though. Like, it always drove me nuts that he just still has, like, the goggles on. <laughs> like, I liked him go, like, calm, mm. at least. We'll yeah. see. I mean, I'm... like, I like the wings. Mm. I don't want him to lose the wings. You know, go the whole like you know motif of Falcon. You know, with the red, white, and blue, and everything like that. But at least give him like the cowl. I like to see that. The action though, with him in that shield. I mean, just what we saw like in the books is going to be fucking awesome. They could do a lot yes. with those action scenes. <laughs> That's going to be fun to see. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really fucking pumped up for this series though. I mean, I need to see a trailer. Yeah, I'm I just so, I, I love the, I love the I love you know Falcon mm-hmm. and I I don't love Bucky, but I love everything they've done in the Captain America movies. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're getting that storyline, you know, in a miniseries, basically, you know, continuing before we see you know an actual. Movie. I'm sure there's probably like a new Avengers movie at the end of Phase Four. Oh, hell yeah. you know, coming, <laughs> coming around. Um, I still wouldn't I, I wouldn't put it past him that there being another Steve story somewhere though too. So, and they, they haven't, um, the Russos have not, like, denied that they have another, like, you know, Captain movie up their sleeves. So, that's something that people keep on bringing up to them. You know, you kind of left it open with Cap. Could you possibly have another movie? And they're just being coy about mm. it. So, I feel like that's going to end up happening. Just as I long just as the want... Cosmic Cube doesn't show up. Jeez, um... You know it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever Cap is, the Cosmic Cube always has something, you know... Mm-hmm. You know, it's always looming in the background, I feel like. Um, but they just left things so open. I just don't want it to be a case, though, where Sam is only Cap for, like, a movie. Well, yeah, I'm hoping that we at least get an entire Avengers film pass. Because that, that was my issue with it in the comics. Was It was like, well, you had this great passing of the torch. It made sense in the books. But, like, at the same time, I knew it was only a matter of time. Like, literally to the next Captain America movie coming out Mm -hmm. before Steve was going to be Captain America again. I thought that was cheap. You know, and I didn't like the way that they kind of, like, you know, at the end of Secret Empire, they just had him like, all right, I'm not Captain America anymore. (laughs) Like, I finally felt like he owned that character, and then he was just like, no, I'm done. Even in that book, he has a good, like, arc going forward. Yes, yes. Where he becomes delusional, like, disillusioned and everything like that, and then, yeah. Um, But then it made no sense. Like, no, I'm not going to be Captain anymore. It's like, okay, what? That doesn't mean that's just marketing. So, you know, I'd like to see him run with the shield for a while. But uh, on to horror news. Yes. Finally, we're out of Marvel. We're out of the MCU. <laughs> uh, Halloween is reportedly getting a sequel. So um, it hasn't been 100% confirmed at this point. 
but we already have like a date pinpoint and everything. It's It looks like it's going to be October 16th, 2020. And it looks like literally everyone's coming back from uh, the Halloween movie, the 2018 Halloween movie. Uh, we've got Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Gear, um, the the kid who I can't pronounce, Andy Meshanek? Don't look at me, Christian. <laughs> uh, it's going to be done by Bloomhouse. Uh, and then we are also going to be getting uh, Gordon Green um, on the script. So, And he looks like he's attached to direct also. Um, so, I mean, we heard for a while that he wasn't going to be directing. There was names being thrown around. But it sounds like that's not the case. They somehow got everyone back. And it, we were talking about, I believe, last week where there was an article out there saying that they had almost shot two films back to back. But then they felt like that was like counting their chickens before they hatched. You know, they wanted to make sure that, you know, people wanted a second film before they shot it, which I'm glad, <laughs> you know. Um, so, but yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be shooting soon if it's coming out in 2020. Yeah, they must, I mean, they must be using a lot of the previous scripts that they had planned. Well, it, it, the scripts are, it sounds like it's his script. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they already have it like in the can or, in you know, in the bag and they're ready to go. I'm still waiting to get past Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I agree. Everything. 100%. I hope this is kind of... I don't have a problem... Like, I actually thought she was a highlight of the last movie. Um, my biggest con- my biggest problem with the movie was the way that they presented the horror. You know, I felt like there was enough suspense with Michael. I wanted them to go back to the roots of the first Halloween. You know, where it was all about tension suspense and having him looming in the shadows you know him being the shape again Mm -hmm. you know not just this like kind of you know mindless slasher who's walking around um but it didn't really go that way so but i liked everything they did with her character you know and i thought her performance was great um but now i think it's time to pass the torch and maybe that's gonna be the case here you know where you know god i hate to say like maybe it mirrors you know halloween eight you know, the Buster Rhymes one where she fucking dies in the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and then we could just focus on the granddaughter, maybe. I mean, I could see them doing that. Yeah. Um, it'd I mean, be very I, psycho. <laughs> An homage to her mother, you know? True. It'd be a better film, though, still. Than, than what? Eight. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes, there's, it, they'd have to fucking just shit the bed. For it to be worse than fucking eight. Like, Buster Rhymes would have to show up and start fucking, you know, doing fucking, uh, what, kung fu on Michael Myers I would again. stand up and clap if he <laughs> showed up in the next film. I will walk out. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would walk out and literally burn everything Halloween <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you know, uh, related that I own. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just, oh God, I would just throw it out, so... I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> he literally started fucking like kung fu fighting Michael Myers. Dude, now I want to start a petition. And landing <laughs> fucking like landing blows too. Yes. Like who the fuck? What do you think they were like really big into Buster Rhymes? They thought like he was gonna be a huge star I, at that he point. Had, he had a big career for but a while. But in though. movies, like no, but they're like this guy's gonna be big. Let's give him a big scene. I don't know, man. Oh god. Anyway, all right. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's when, like, people talk about, like, fucking Rob Zombie's Halloweens being the worst Halloweens. I was like, are you really? fucking kidding me? I wouldn't say they're the worst. Eight, eight exists out there. No. I, by, it's different. I, there's just continuity nerds out there. Oh, okay. I think, it, I think that's part of 
Like, I didn't like the second one. And I, I've said that multiple yeah. times on this podcast. Yes. Still. Yes. I I give the second one a pass because I feel like it was more, it was his vision, but there's definitely things that are troubling with the second one. Um, but the first one I thought had promise, you know, mm-hmm. um, when it was his own vision, when he started doing like a straight up remake, you know, after Michael, you know, gets out of, you know, prison, that's when I felt like it kind of went downhill for him. So. Mm-hmm. But it by far it's not the worst Halloween movie. No. Fucking eight exists. <laughs> I'll even say five is shitty. Five is fun, you know the shits. So, um, but anyway, enough Halloween talk. <laughs> so speaking of Bloomhouse, yes, he's everywhere apparently. <laughs> um, he is now developing a new paranormal activity movie with Paramount. So they're right. like handing him the keys and like, <laughs> hey, you've got the magic touch. Go with it. Uh, how do you feel about paranormal activity? I hope they do something different with it. I, I would agree. almost think it'd be fun. Like, I don't want to see it in theaters necessarily. I think it'd be fun for them to do similar to the Bandersnatch thing from um, Netflix, where it's a pick your own adventure. Okay. You know, something that's more interactive. I. I have no interest in seeing a fake family, you know, pretending like it's a reality, you know, like a found footage film. Again. I don't need to see found footage. Yeah. You know, that's where I was going. I feel like this could just be a straight up movie. Let's not do found footage anymore. You know, I felt like the gimmick kind of got old. But do you now, think I will, I will say, like, I actually enjoyed the mm-hmm. first three of those movies. You know, I did not mind. Like, the first one I was like, eh. Uh, you know, it was just so-so. I was like, I, I get why people are excited about it, but at the same, like, I, I think the novelty of the movie was pretty cool. Um, you know, for, especially for it being made for, like, nothing. Um, but, like, the second and the third movie, I felt like were actually well-done movies, where I, mm. I thought they were effective. Um, but then after that, I kind of went off the rails for me. I mean, do, don't you think the whole, like, main appeal, though, is that these are, like, found footage? I think so, but I feel like if you actually do it, like, I don't know, it, this kind of leaves it open. I don't know if it's supposed to be a sequel, if it's supposed to be a reboot. Um, I hope it's not a sequel, because I feel like they can just start over again, you know. Um, hmm. But I, do do you feel like found footage is still, like, a big thing? Like, it's still appealing to audiences at this point? I don't know if it's necessarily appealing to audiences, but I just feel like... If I were to go towards a paranormal activity movie, that's what I expect. Yeah. But if you frame it as just a really good ghost story, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I love a good ghost story, you know? And I get much more, like, terrified of a a movie, like, you know, in that, you know, vein than I do, like, a, you know, slasher film or something like that. So I feel like if you just have a really good story and everything like that, I mean, maybe do something different and innovative with it, like the whole Bandersnatch thing. That, That sounds cool. But I don't. I feel like they're gonna want it to be theatrical, just yeah. because it's such a big franchise. Mm. Um, I don't know. Did the last one go straight to Blu-ray, or that was no? That was theatrical no, it was, too. Like it was. It was like necessarily directly tied into the series, though, right? It was kind of like the last one. I feel like the last one had some weird tie-ins to like it was the past, isn't it? Like a almost a prequel. Oh, we get like, but there was one where it's like I might be mixing in them up, Mexico but... or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, but it does have a tie-in. It's no, it's tied in, but it's not like following the main oh, storyline. Yeah. That's how like they that. should. I mean, totally go. It's like it's just build a universe almost. Yeah, they could, and that they're all studios mm. are all about fucking universe building right now. So, 
it's all about world building. Um, so I could definitely see them doing that where like those movies still exist, but this is just like almost kind of what they do with the Conjuring universe yes. right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I said, I enjoyed the first three movies. I really did. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I trust Bloom, you know, I do, you know, Jason Bloom has been doing great things. So we'll see. But is he becoming too big at this point? Is everyone just like basically <laughs> handing him the uh-huh. keys to their car and like, Hey, take it. And it's just going to become too much. Because we've had his name in how many stories? Uh, over the last couple of months, almost yes, all of the horror. This stories. past year, I feel like, yeah. right? He's been rumored to be like part of every like you know reimagining reboot, you know. So yeah, he's been all over the place. Share the love, man. So, right. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of horror movies, we got a pretty cool. Well, I thought it was a pretty cool trailer this week um, for a movie that I kind of saw different articles in the beginning of the year for like horror previews and everything gotcha. for this year but then i kind of forgot about oh, this came out of nowhere for me. yeah um ready or not oh jesus you shot the maid does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress emily <gasps> holy shit i had to play along so that i can get you out it's insane they think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. God damn it, Emily! I don't know what I'm doing! And today's video is called Getting to Know Your Crossbow. I forgot my gun. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. So, uh, I'll just read the little synopsis mm. for the movie. A bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Uh, and it is being directed by the guys who did um, some of the VHS um, vignettes. I don't know which ones in um, particular, but um, I'm destroy their um, names. Matt Beninelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. So, um... I thought this looked like Clue, like, with a total, like, horror twist. To yes, it. that was totally the vibe we got from You that. know, it sounds like it's going to be, like, it, it, you know, everything I saw in the trailer, the trailer might have shown a little too much for my liking at times, Um, but everything that I saw, you know, in the trailer just felt like an awesome, like, horror comedy. And it felt like it's going to get fucking, like, gruesome and crazy by the end of it, you know, which I'm all in for. I hope so. You know. So, I mean, it's rated R. Hmm. We do know that right off the bat. So, and if it's by the guys from VHS, I mean, they definitely know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it looked fun, you know? No, yeah, um, absolutely. That's, the jokes I mean, landed, which yeah. you always want. So You shot the maid. Yes. <laughs> like I said, it feels like a more horror, mm. you know, slanted clue. So um, there looks like there might be a cult involved. I don't know exactly what, you know, we don't know exactly what side of the fence the husband is kind of landing on. It seems like he might be working both sides. Uh, You know, uh, there's one scene where the bride's a bloody mess. So we know it's going to get graphic. Um, even the, like, was the trailer a Red Band trailer that we saw? I believe so, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, like, you definitely fucking see Mm. some fucking gore up front, you know, with the maid. 
So, um, but yeah, no, it, it, I'm excited about this. And this comes out in August, you know, like you, like you were saying, it, it kind of just came out of nowhere. <laughs> so there's just horror dropping left and right, man. I just hope that it doesn't become a, like, everyone's just chasing each other, but nothing's really happening mm-hmm. type story. Like, I want there to be a constant. So I guess one of the writers, too, um, worked on Wrong Turn. So, oh, okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you, if you're familiar with Wrong Turn. I'm not 100%. I'd probably have to just jog There's like a million of them at this point. So, <laughs> um, it's a fun, it's a fun little movie, you know. Um, very, like, is there one by a truck? Is there a truck? Yes. There is a truck in the movie. I, I think, just, is that I, the focal I, point of the movie? You just throw out a name. Weird a hillbilly family, time. like hunting teenagers in the forest. Sounds yeah, familiar. Like inbred, <laughs> yes. It's probably every other movie, you know. <laughs> Every other horror movie in the 80s. So, but yeah, no. Um, but anyway, if, you know, I mean, just storytelling wise, I mean, if, if it's in that vein, you know, I think we're in for a treat. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, this uh, this feels a lot of like the babysitter in a way. Like this feels like the actress's like same type of MO where, I and mean. She, she was in the babysitter, mm-hmm. correct? The main, she she the was actress. one of the killers, but. Uh, oh really? Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. I haven't fucking seen it yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, yeah, I mean, thanks, no. it's in the first five minutes. It's you find fine. That out. <laughs> the movie's been out for three years, so exactly. that's on me at this point. Uh, but I wanted to go check it out. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping for that same type of vibe where at least people are dying. That's a, that's a strong the point. You're next. To say. Vibe. Yes. From this, so um, I feel like that's going to be similar, like you know, family in a mansion, mm-hmm. you know, being hunted and everything. You know, but that kind of, you know, horror comedy. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Then that's coming out in August, man. It's a great time to be a horror movie fan. Jesus Christ. Man, just a couple of years ago, we were getting like two horror movies a year, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, now it's like every like other week. Um, it's a renaissance. It, hey, fuck, I'll take it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on, we also got a trailer for Stranger Things. Season yeah, three, um, second full trailer. It doesn't make sense. I closed the gate. What if he never left? What if we locked him out here with us? He'd want to attach himself to someone again. new host you know i thought we had saw a lot with the last one but no uh, apparently we didn't get any real story beats because this feels more like this is the story yes we you know? basically this is all about what they're going to be facing mm-hmm. you know this season and it looks like it's going to be the creature from the previous season yes the uh shadow monster or whatever they were calling it the Mind Flayer or something like that. They gave it a and d yeah, name. Yeah, and I don't remember what it So, was basically the creature can, like, take over other mm. creatures. But it, the trailer kind of shows that it might be taking over different characters, too. Um, it seems like it's going to be uh, Max's brother from uh, Season 2. Yes. Be, you know, at least the, that's the way the trailer lead us, you know, was leading us to believe. I feel so. like that's a misdirection. Yeah, it could be. Mm. It absolutely could be. I feel like he's going to have, like, a heroic turn this season he's a pretty popular character right now 
So, and they had like even a whole little like mini like yes. um, clip with him. I I watched it without the music at first. Uh-huh. And I knew the moment he started walking out, I knew exactly what song they were playing. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what song was it? I don't even remember what song it was. That uh, that moving in stereo song from um, Best Time. Times in Original High. Oh, uh, okay. By the Cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's definitely an homage to that. Yes. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I Like, I mean, did it... Were you excited for it beforehand? Like before you saw the trailer? Yeah, but that, I've loved each season so far. So yeah, not... yeah, that's how I was too. But this definitely got me a little more like juiced mm-hmm. for it, especially with it being like literally two weeks away, which is yes. crazy. <laughs> Early July is just going to be insane. Yes, got so much coming out. Um, but yeah, no, uh, get ready to binge. So um, I'm I'm worried though that we might lose someone this season. That we might actually lose one of the kids. I'm wondering, you know, they've come Whose out. contract is up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, right? Who's going to be asking for uh. too much money? Um, but because they're, they've all said they want to do either one or two more seasons after this. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like they need something to get into those seasons, and maybe like a death might help, you know, even more, like make the stakes higher, mm-hmm. you know, for the the following seasons. So, I mean, everyone's been kind of like coming out like unscathed, you know. Yeah. The last two, you know, but if you want to really raise the stakes, you know. No, I could definitely see that happening. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, but great trailer, great trailer. So, um, what else do we have, Christian? Oh, I watched Nosferatu. Oh, how is that show? Uh, first three episodes. I have not. It is actually available to stream the entire season. Oh, okay. Through some AMC like app, I believe. Um, I think it like costs five dollars. I have not done that, and I don't know if I'm going to do that. So I want to like this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really, really do. All right. Well, before I go on spoilers. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be doing spoilers for both the shows that we're talking about today. Yes, yes. And I'll go ahead and I'll read the synopsis before I get into it, just because. I don't think I could even start to explain what the fuck is going on completely in this series. So, um, and this is based on a novel by Joe Hill, um, Stephen King's son, who we were just talking oh, okay. about. Um, and the apple does not fall far from the tree at all. This definitely feels like it's very much in the vein of like some of his dad's like work. So, um, but okay. So we are following Victoria Vic McQueen, a young working class artist who discovers that she has a supernatural ability to track the seemingly immortal Charlie Manx. Manx feeds off the souls of children, then deposits what remains of them into Christmasland, a twisted Christmas village of Manx imagination where every day is Christmas Day and unhappiness is against the law. Vic must strive to defeat Manx and rescue his victims without losing her mind or falling victim to him herself. Um, yeah, so, and this is starring uh, Zachary Quintos as um, Minx. Um, and, you know, like, seeing him attached to it and, you know, seeing some of the trailers, it kind of got me excited mm-hmm. for the series and I've been meaning to check it out. And, you know, I binged the first three episodes just a couple days ago. So, um, it's very promising there's a lot of potential there, but for me right now, they're just not landing the horror. Um, mm. It's just not creepy enough. 
So, I mean, it's weird, it's bizarre, but, like, they're almost spending too much time with Manx, you know, Zachary Quinto's character, um, where he just, they're, I don't know, you're becoming desensitized to him mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Um, also, the setup for some of, like, you know, everything that, like, we're finding out. Like, basically, like, in this world, there are characters who have supernatural abilities, um, you know, and we're kind of discovering this through, like, this one character who's, like, a, um, a uh, she's a medium who uses these tiles, like, she's a bag of tiles, like, mm. like I don't know, like, Scrabble tiles, almost, that she pulls out, um, that tells her different things, that predicts the future and everything like that. Um, Zachary, uh, Manx is the character's name, I'll stop calling him by his actual character's <laughs> name, but, uh, he's going around, he's basically kidnapping young children who he feels like are in some kind of, like, abusive, like, home life or something, um, and, you know, luring them into his car, and then, like, you know, he's got, like, a helper with him who, um, disposes of the family, um, and then he takes them to Christmas Land, where we've only seen a very little of, but he's basically, like, sucking their like life energy out of them and it like de-ages manx himself mm-hmm. so i don't know if he's using them to like stay immortal or whatnot um he's not necessarily a vampire per se which you know i think that the trailers kind of yeah. allude to obviously it's called nosferatu but um you know i guess he's kind of in a way um but the character that we're following but the, but are the children affected by it oh yeah Okay. They're basically turning into him, it seems like. Um, Like, they're also the boy that we've been with since the first um, episode. Like, all of a sudden, by the end of the episode, has, like, fangs and stuff like that. So, in a roundabout way, you know, it's kind of this relationship. And it seems like he's kind of twisting and messing with their minds, too, where, like, the boy seems to be helping him out. Um, But then there's a weird scene where, like, he shows this, like, he shows this other character who's going to become his helper, who's, like, the school's custodian. Um, this, like, lake of, it seems like a frozen ice, like, it's a graveyard on ice with tombstones, and, like, all these kids are, like, underneath them. I mean, it's all, like, it all sounds great, like, really bizarre, yes, cool paper. shit that, yes, mm. exactly. Like, if I, just reading it, it's like, what the fuck is this? But it's just the execution's been a little lackluster. Mm. Um, it's the first three episodes has definitely been a slow burn, but not that kind of good slow burn. Like there hasn't been enough in between to keep you like wanting more. I want to say, um, the second episode is like a huge, like exposition dump where they're just kind of like, oh yeah, there's these characters and they have powers and you're one of them. And Mm. the main character seems a little too accepting. Like she, all of a sudden, like, she's, like, rides this dirt bike everywhere, and just, all of a sudden this bridge, like, pops up, and she goes through it, and then she's almost in this, like, different dimension, or, like, a, a, like and she can find lost things. Like, her father lost his watch, and when she goes through this bridge, she finds her father's watch, but it seems like they're at a different time, almost, you know, and she gets, like, severely fucked up, you know, by it. So, I'm guessing the whole gist is, like, she's gonna be able to find these lost kids. Yeah. Um, Yes. Do the um, Scrabble letters show anything like um, like what kid is coming, at, like going to be kidnapped next it's, or anything they, like It's that? all like kind of vague hints of mm. what's going on. Like um, Minx was actually 
and I still don't even understand how he discovered she existed, but he figures out that there's a character out there, you know, this person out there who has this power. So he starts hunting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's in town looking for her, um, the one character, the um, the medium is warned about it, but like through like really random phrases, but she's able to piece it together to gotcha. warn her. So um, it's a, it's a show that I feel like, it could like turn into something, you know, um, that's worth watching and to get, but I just feel like it's been such a slow start, but like, I've seen that before, like binging, like, you know, a lot of our favorite, like Marvel, like Netflix mm-hmm. series where like the first four or five episodes, you know, are kind of like, all right, let's get into it. And then all of a sudden, like by, you know, mid season, you know, you're all about the show and you're hooked. It just hasn't hooked me yet though. Right. Um, a lot of like, I, I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with like you know Zachary Quinto's like makeup, either. They look very it, cheap. It looked a lot like um, from what I've seen from images like um, Jerome's uh, or the Joker from um, Gotham. Yes, especially the hair and everything. Mm-hmm. But he kind of goes back and forth between looks. Gotcha. So, but yeah, and like even the voice he's doing is kind of weak now the um, main actress who i don't have her name ashley cummings actually who's playing vic um she's actually really i mean she's putting on a great performance and everything it's just we're we're spending way too much with her family and everything and Mm. there's a lot of character development which i'm not opposed to don't get me wrong but i don't know it's just i mean it's just not enough to keep my interest like they haven't given me enough like the character herself is enough to carry the show and i feel like that's what they're asking her to do Mm. the first you know three episodes Mm. and it's just i'm not invested um and i don't know the actor's name right now but uh microchip from punisher he's the father oh you know he's doing a great job he's a great actor so i don't know his fucking name but he's, Mm. he's doing a great job and everything but she comes from this like messed up home life and everything like that. She wants to go to college, but the mom is just like weirdly like against her going to college, which I've never seen any parents portrayed that way. Like she's like, no, you'll clean houses with me. No, you're going to clean houses with me. College, smallage, like you're going to be. And it's not like a money reason or anything like that. Well, she just feels like we're just not made for college. Like it is financial too, but like she's not giving her like, you know, she's like, well, I can get loans, you know, give me the tech, give me your tax returns. I can get, you know, loans and, you know, scholarships and everything. Cause she's like a really talented artist. Mm-hmm. But mom is like, I, I feel like mom is almost withholding her tax returns. She says she does. She takes money under the table, but it felt like that was supposed to be like a lie. You know, because she just doesn't want to lose the daughter. But it's just too, like, unbelievable that this parent is like, no, no, you'll just be, a you know, a, um, you know, a maid with me. So, um, I don't know. It, it just, it's not hitting its mark. Like, I think if they ramped up the horror a little, you know, that aspect of it, it's a little, t- you know, and I don't have a problem with Twin Peaks, but it feels like they're trying to kind of be more Twin Peaks than, like, you know, a horror series right mm-hmm. now where it's just kind of weird for the sake of being weird. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. it's just not doing it for me. So I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to probably see it through, you know, and keep on, you know, watching, you know, the next, you yeah, know, seven, seven, I think it's a 10 um, episode season. 
So I'll watch the next seven episodes and see where it takes me. Do you feel like, like it has potential? It hmm. has potential. Do you feel like the show was more built to be binged as like a complete series, or maybe, hmm. and maybe that because if like I said with the Netflix series, I always wonder what it would be like to watch it weekly, like if it would hold my interest. Because what's hmm. great about those, you know, what it, those series have going for it is because I feel like they're almost shot knowing that you're going to binge it. So they don't have to worry about keeping your interest yeah. like week to week. Um, we're definitely like like Daredevil and Jessica Jones right now. Yes. I'm definitely like, I don't know if I could watch this week to week. Yes, where it would hold you. Like you'd almost yeah. forget about it. Um, you know, and that's just the that's the long form storytelling that they've chose, mm-hmm. which I, I get. Like they don't have to do a cliffhanger at the end of every episode, which is fine. They're able to kind of tell their story, the story that they wanted, without having to do those kind of cliche, you know, using those cliche devices to hook, you know, an audience for next week, which is fine. Um, but I'm not binging this, you know, I have to watch it weekly. I'm not necessarily they haven't shown me enough to make me want to pay the, you know, five, six dollars to watch it. Mm. You know, to stream it. So, um, but yeah, right now it's definitely feeling like a skip to me, but I'm hoping, you know, that, you know, it turns the corner, you know, and I'm singing a different tune at the end of the season. You never know. You never know. Because like, like you said, on paper, it sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck Christmas land? (laughs) And there's all this weird, like, like Christmas music will pop on every time Minx is like in a scene and like this weird imagery with like, you know, Christmas. I like that aspect. But there's just not enough of it, I feel like. You know, if they made it scarier, you know, I think I'd be all in. And he's not supposed to be Nosferatu in any way, right? I it's don't believe so. I think it's just a name. Because he is, an, I mean, they gave him a distinctive name, Charlie Minks. So I don't, I mean, his license plate says that. Um, you know, and it seems like his car's got some mystical abilities. I don't know. It's all over the place right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> not a great first three episodes. Oh, and just so people know, if you are a fan of Joe Hill's novel, I guess this kind of strays far from it, mm. just character-wise and everything like that. There's been a lot of complaints from, you know, fans of the book. A lot of backlash. I don't know if it's backlash, you know, it's just a few message boards that I've read, mm. but, you know, the characters are quite different. Um, so, I, I don't know. For me, like, it's not affecting me, I, but... Um, you know, it seems like people, fans of the book are kind of let down. Would, has this series made you interested in the book at all? Yes. Just because I feel like there might be more meat on the bone there. Mm. So I definitely feel like if I watch the series and I'm, you know, I'm entertained by it at least, I probably will check out the book. You know, because I feel like the probably a lot of these concepts and everything that they're, you know doing in the show probably work better you know on the page yeah you know i mean like you were saying in the beginning like it sounds great on the page and it does <laughs> so you know and I, i'm interested to see like you know i've never mm. read a joe hill book you know and I, I hear that he's a really talented you know author so I, i'd be curious you know i mean i just feel live like up to his dad which i don't yeah, think is i just feel possible. like it's something to be expected if it's a tv series or movie uh-huh. that's going to divert from what you've read you know yeah, it just seems like fans are really mm. disappointed, though. So, um, just from a few things that I've read here and there. Well, that's so yeah. So, if you're a huge fan of the book, you might want to just stay with the book. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, well, something a little bit more grounded in reality, unfortunately. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Black Mirror. I, I binged through the, the three episodes that they had. <laughs> that's a whole season, right? Yeah, that's... How long were, was each episode? Um, each one's about 55 minutes. Okay. So, they're just about an hour. Yeah. Um, and it was... You know, most season like I feel like last season went a little bit more for shock and horror and you know um, building on the universe and everything. This one just straight up is depressing. Really? Okay. Uh, that's how I feel. It's just a gut punch. It's, of like, it's very like it's stuff that feels like we are right next to in technology it's too and everything. Close to reality, it's very close uh-huh. to everything that's going on. Um, even like the storylines, like I think one of the big draws I think with the season was like, oh, Miley Cyrus has an episode. That's how they were trying to bring people in and she's stuff like that. She's still a thing, huh? Yeah, she's still a thing. All right, but they used a lot of her real life story. Oh, in, to, the, episode. in the episode, she's like um, kind of in a way. Um, in that one, it's about a, a lonely teenager yearning to connect with her favorite pop star, and then she learns uh, more about her pop star, like. Uh, fa- like who she really is and everything. She's disappointed. She's not disappointed, but um, does she eventually take her place? No, it's okay. it's not like that. <laughs> it's more it's like I think I've seen that movie. <laughs> that's that's what they put down on paper, but um, what the episode is more about is like licensing and how we handle um, you know, like how these like companies own like the you know artists treating people more like a brand than uh-huh. everything because um. Her manager, which is like her aunt or something like that, um, forces her to go into a coma and is then like taking her, um, you know, they're, they're able to, in this show, it's a very um, thing that's already been put in place, is that they can extract like your brain pretty much. Like they can make a data copy of your mind uh, and they're putting limiters on it so that they can only, they can control everything. And so now, like, what we've seen in today's society with, like, Dio is on concert right now, on tour. Yes. Stuff like that. A hologram of yeah, Dio? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was basically about that, like, they were trying to sell that and everything. Yeah. And they were making new music So they are doing, like, an mind. AI of her? Yeah. Basically? Okay. Um, the, what, what they're talking about with the girl is that the girl gets an AI doll and um, they just accidentally break open the limiters on that. And so they get her full mind and she learns, yeah, my, my aunt's trying to kill me and everything right now. And <laughs> so they go and save her. So her aunt really trying to kill her? No, it just puts her in this like induced coma and everything. Okay. So that until a certain point where she can get this contract filled out and pretty much own everything 100%. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, did you enjoy the episode? Yeah, no, I enjoyed the season completely. Because it sounds like all kind of the social hmm. commentary that the show's known for. Yeah, it's it's very much stuff that I dig, you know. Okay. Concepts that I really enjoyed. Um, Anthony Mackie had a great episode. Falcon. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> We're talking about him earlier. <laughs> On your left. Um, it's about, you know, VR and kind of, um, you know, their version of VR, which is like pretty much you are feeling and experiencing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his best friend get into a video game and they start having a sexual relationship inside the video game. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like, um, you know, is this cheating? Is this not? Is this, you know, uh-huh. um, is this something that, you know, is a real connection that they have in real life or is Sounds it just like in Sims the game? Sims to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a friend who got weird with Sims. <laughs> Everyone he was gets married, and like, yeah, there's a whole the whole thing. Where you're it's either like, it's like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> What's happening? You're either 
a crazy sex person or you're a murderer in sex. Yeah, there's, so. it's like, this doesn't feel healthy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So that, And that's very believable because, mm-hmm. I mean, Sims was, you know, I mean, God, that was early 2000s. So yes. I can't imagine if it's a virtual reality version mm-hmm. of that, you know, we're actually feeling things. Yeah, that would fuck with people. <laughs> so. Um, and then the second episode is literally just a commentary on Facebook, I would say. Okay. It's um, you know, it's this guy who was addicted to looking at his phone pretty mm-hmm. much and he's uh, driving with his wife in his car and their car gets hit because he was distracted looking at his phone. Oh Jesus, okay. And his wife dies, so he tries to um, he basically kidnaps someone that works for the company <laughs> to get attention from the owner of the company so that he can just put out this message like change this. Yeah. You know? oh, okay. Okay. I mean, what was your favorite episode of the season? Um I mean that episode, probably the once same. again that episode feels like something that we've probably seen before at least you mm. know um, you know but do you feel like was it effective? I thought it was very effective. I okay. for what no, nothing was too like shocking mm-hmm. this season I would say okay. um, compared to the previous ones. But I do I do like the commentary that they're saying and everything. Okay. okay. All right. So I mean, just, oh, well done. Where does it rank for you season? Season wise, I would say is it one of the better seasons. I would say it's not the worst season, but it's definitely you know under, yeah, like maybe a third, like third place type of deal. You know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's pretty strong, though. Yeah. Was it been five seasons? Yeah. Also, maybe it's not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I'm so used to like. I mean, the very first episode, you have the prime minister fucking a pig. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) my kind of show. Um, So I definitely say still check it out. Check it out. Definitely not like the strongest as in, you know, shock value at least. How like quickly do they turn out these seasons? Um, It seems like they're on like a two year cycle. Really? Okay. Because I feel Vanderstein, they just came out, right? The movie? Mm hmm. That I feel like Black that's all, like that, a project on its own. That was like a separate thing, mm. just using the the whole brand of Black yeah. Mirrors, pretty much. Okay. Um, all right, man. Well, I will definitely have to check that out. Hmm. Christian, you like podcasts. I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new PodCoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards, um, Amazon, Starbucks. I believe they even have Target. Um, You can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity if you want. Wow. If you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. Well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasts, damn it. Me like too. Daily. And I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Uh, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays.
All right, Damon. So we're jumping back into the comic book pages. That's right. We got time this episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, first up, I read Uncanny X Men number twenty by Matthew Rosenberg, and there are only three issues, including this one, left of his run. Oh, okay. So um, makes sense. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Christian, you also read this. Yes. Um, How did this one land with you? You know, I feel like I would have enjoyed it even more if it came out. Before the previous issue. Like, give me a little bit more before we get everything wrapped up on... So, the uh, previous issues, when we were, we got the huge Emma reveal yes. and everything, we kind of saw everything that was going on behind the scenes. You know, how she was manipulating the X-Men and everything. Um, I can agree with that. Where if that was, like, the big reveal at the end of this issue. Um, but this, this issue... Did not pull any punches at no. all. It was much stronger than last issue. Yeah, say. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Emma twist. You know, no, the but... idea that she's been kind of, you know, like I said, pulling the strings of you know Scott and them. But uh, I thought this was very much in the vein of what I enjoyed the first, you know, um, part of this arc. You know, mm-hmm. the first couple issues. So, because I mean this. This whole story really hit the ground running and everything like that. And it was it felt like, you know, the, the X-Men I knew when I was younger. So, um, you know, I, I, I... But anyway, let's talk about this. So Dark Beast, you know, basically finds a cure for the cure. Yes. Um, <laughs> Great moments, by the way, with Havoc again. You know, like, why the... Did you give him... Yes, yes. <laughs> why would you trust Dark Beast? Um, with this, and I, it's still they, their answers were not good enough for me. No. Um, it just feels idiotic, where, to the point where I'm like, well, hopefully that's Emma, like fucking with that. Because <laughs> like, why would you? Like anyone rational give mm. Dark Beast that you know access to something like that? But he finds a cure for the cure. Um, the, he convinces the X Men to go along with it. It has to be airborne. And then it turns out to be deadly for all those who are getting, you know, the cure in the first place. They should have, like, at least tested it Mm -hmm. or saw it for themselves, you know? Yeah. Before they start chemtrailing the world. Yes. Um, But yeah, once they figure that out, though, what a fucking badass scene. Without even flinching, fucking Ileana magic fucking just... Basically goes off and executes, you know, Dark Beast in front of everyone, fucking teleporting him through the fucking ceiling and decapitating him. Um, Awesome, badass scene, you know, um, definitely crowd pleasing. Yes, there's kids dying because of his cure. Yes, Um, Dr. Nemesis in a coma. Yes, Dr. Nemesis is there, though. It seems like he has an idea of how to rectify what Dark Beast has done. Mm Um, what else happens in this issue? Well, so Dr. Nemesis gets there after a confrontation with um, Captain America. Yeah, he shows up with Captain America, mm. who like literally is like, that's when they the big reveal that they've been fucked with, because he's like, I have not talked to you. I have no idea what you're talking about, because like, you visited us at the bar. Like, I have not been to any bar. Last time I saw you was at the... Um, the rally. The rally, yeah. yeah. So that, that was, you know, a big reveal for them and everything. But yeah, so it... Basically, I mean, all in all, like, especially knowing there's only two issues left, I'm just wondering, you know, how this ends. 
you know, if it's just going to be kind of the reunion between Scott and Emma, because it feels like at the end of this issue, that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, Emma basically says she needs help. She calls on them, um, giving Scott all of his memories back. Yes. So, um, you know, she's captive still by the ones. Well, she's now even more captive because um, the general finds, finds out that Mystique was part of her team mm-hmm. and everything. People that he said was on his list. Yes, and that she's been, like, she uh, took Sinister and everything, mm-hmm. too. Um, it was after a confrontation with um, uh, Wolverine and uh, the the embodiment of Psylocke. Psylocke. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the character's name. Mm. But yes, the ninja side of Psylocke. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, they they uh, yeah they have a confrontation, everything like that. Also, um, we, like, the X-Men show up and they're, like, hunting down the nasty boys, but they've been killed already. They're just getting, like, rid of all the 90s characters, mm. it seems like, because they kill the nasty boys and then Shinobi fucking, like, kills himself. Um crazy fucking shit so i mean a lot of people a lot of bodies are hitting the ground in these issues so i mean they'll all they'll all be back you know (laughs) it's the x-men so i feel like they'll end up you know being cloned by sinister or something or they'll explain it away um but yeah no it's interesting how many like you know i don't know the body count's high for this run for rosenberg's run it's really fucking high so, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was an enjoyable issue. It was, mm. you know, I just, I don't see how it ends satisfyingly, you know. So, In two issues? I, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he probably had more issues to go for this story, but he probably got, like, cut short, mm-hmm. you know, by, you know, the return of Hickman. Um, so, but... I have to imagine Hickman's run will have to pick up after War of Realms and everything that's going on there. Yes. Yes, I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. what's happening. So, and I have no, but just seeing all the like the solicitations and the little teasers they're doing, I have no clue what route he's going. So, but I know like Professor X is supposed to be a huge like focal point. So, um, but yeah, no, no, and I and we have not been reading, you know, everything else that's been happening in all the um, age books, the um, age of. Uh, God. Apocalypse. No. It's not Age of Apocalypse, though. What the oh, Age of X-Man. Sorry. Age of X-Man or something, yes, right? That is that is exactly They're what all in a, like an alternate like. I see the right title now. and I yes, scoot on just come, you know, I, yeah, I don't believe it. I couldn't even think of it. But I have no idea what's going on in those books. They just feel so, like, I don't know, uninteresting mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. And I don't feel like they're really going to be super meaningful with Hickman. You know, Hickman basically came out like when he, you know, decided to take over the Xbox, you know, they courted him. Um, he wanted all the other books to stop, you know, so he could just concentrate on his story. And then after, you know, his run on those two books, there are going to be like other books shooting out, you know, he'll still be writing a, an X book, mm. but you're going to have a bunch of like other, you know, X-books. I mean, I'm happy to see something incredibly like concentrated from the X book. Yes, I agree. So. Where like he can basically set the table for what the X universe is going to look like, you know, story wise. So that's cool that they're giving him carte blanche though to do that. But because I mean, how many X Men books are there? And he's basically, you know, got them to cancel them all so yeah. he can tell, you know, to sell, you know, his two books. You know, for the I don't know how long those runs are supposed to be, but you know that's pretty fucking crazy. You know, but once again, they got Disney money, so yeah. you know. <laughs> a lot of those deserve to be. And asked. I love Hickman. I love Hickman. I love what he did with the Avengers and everything like that. Hmm. He loves to tell that, like he goes for the long story. 
You know, it's long form storytelling. So, so maybe something like out of what I get from Batman. Maybe. I mean, that Avengers run that he had was fucking epic. So mm-hmm. it was years and years, you know, and he was telling it within like three different books at once and they all worked out. It was very integral. So we'll see what happens. So, um, but I feel like they're in good hands. You know, it's just disappointing because I'd love to see what like Rosenberg mm-hmm. originally had planned. But anyway, all right, well, moving on. What else did we read? Uh, we had Guardians of the Galaxy number six. Number six. And we have not talked about the Guardians at all. Um, but this series um, started directly after um, Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. um, which was a miniseries that we were both very disappointed with. But that being said, I've really dug this series so far. Um, you know, basically the gist is that all these cosmic characters <coughs> are coming together um, to deal with their Thanos problem, their Thanos problem. They feel like there's a rumor out there that Thanos is going to really upload his mind mm-hmm. into Well, he straight else. up threatens them with a yes. hologram. Yes. <laughs> so, but he even teases, like, I might be telling the truth, I might uh-huh. not be telling the truth. <laughs> But they all go ballistic. You kind of get like two versions of the Guardians, you know. Um, One version, um, because everyone, you know, basically says it's got to be Gamora, which makes sense with, you know, all the events that happened in Infinity Wars. Um, And, you know, for me as a reader, I was like, well, you know, she was like, you know, having a breakdown and Thanos was like in her like Mm -hmm. mind, you know, felt like he was like manipulating her. So it almost made sense. Um, but, you know, you have Star Fox, Thanos' brother, um, like having this like dark version of the Guardians, you know, hunting Gamora. And then you have Star-Lord, you know, basically with his version of the Guardians. Um, you know, and this issue, it, they basically, the issue before this one, you had um, the revelation that Thanos was not uploading his consciousness into Gamora, but he was actually uploading his conscious into his brother Eros. Okay. Star Star Fox. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, uh, Hela, um, Kayla uh, shows up and she's been part of the story too. She's actually running around with um, the Black Order. Yes. Um, she shows up. She has stolen Thanos' corpse um, and they're basically trying to do like a mind transfer between Star Fox and his corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians basically all team up, you know, um, you know, Star Fox's version and, you know, Peter's version, and they're all trying to stop this from happening. So, and they basically do, they basically pull it off. Um, and they're like midstream. They're both like starting to, like, uh, Star Fox is like standing in front of like Thanos' body, like downloading himself into it. Um, and, um, Gamora kills him right then and there, even though Peter's like protesting, like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. She just does it, you know? And he's like, you know, think I tried to stop everyone from killing you. What if I did? And she's like, I would have killed myself too, Peter. (laughs) You know, they were in the right. They should have gone after me. Um, so, you know, there's still a little tension there between Mm -hmm. the two, but, um, at the same time. So (laughs) the best part, because you know what? this series has done is once again, you know, kind of what I really enjoyed. The one aspect that I enjoyed about Infinity Wars was I felt like they were doing the Guardians well. Um, And this is no different. 
you know, and I believe it is actually by the same writer too. He did help write a lot of Infinity Wars, which I could be wrong about. Uh, Donny Katz. So I know I think Zub was also part of that too. Mm. But um, they definitely get those those Guardian characters right. So from Groot to Peter and everything like that, and Gamora, you know, they do a great job with those characters. But um, this basically sets up, uh, doing this, you get this whole situation where he didn't like transfer himself completely over to Thanos. So Thanos is this like, you know, monster character now. And he's just out of control and just kind of not himself like, you know, like, what the hell do we do now? Obviously, didn't completely go through, mm. you know, but then they have this, like, weird black hole gun that, you know, one of the uh, Black Order had, you know, just, you know, happened to have, yeah. you know, and they blast him and uh, Hela, you know, out of the situation through this black hole. So, I'm sure they'll turn up again yeah. eventually, you know, right? <laughs> but it ends, you know, this was the end of the arc. The first, It was a six-issue arc. So it ends with, you know, what's left of the Guardians at a bar, you know, and Peter, you know, declaring them the new Guardians. Um, Nova right away is like, no, 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 no. I'm not part <laughs> of this. Don't count me. Same with, uh, same with uh, Gladiator. He's like, I've got a whole planet to run. Um, Cosmic Ghost Riders, actually, um, he ends up perishing it seems like something Hala does or something to him you know he was part of that dark guardians group mm. he turns on them um peter and the gang um and peter's confronting him and all of a sudden he basically turns into a pile of bones and he gets banished into hell and um frank is confronted by johnny blaze ghost rider mm. um and it's it basically tells you i believe there's actually even a little like blurb like you know see avengers um, number 22 so his story is going to continue in the Avengers books, I guess. Um, so, and we know that uh, Robbie came, you yeah, know. He had a conference, well, yeah. moment with him as well. Yeah, a moment with Johnny Blaze. Um, and they're going to do something so, interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was intriguing. I don't know where they're going with that right now. So, I'm hoping Danny Ketch shows up too. So, um, maybe there's going to be like a big race. No, or something. remembers him. <laughs> <laughs> I do, goddammit. No one cares about your ghost. I'm carrying the torque for Danny Ketch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so no one loves my ghostwriter. Uh, but yeah, so I, it seems like the new group is going to be, I believe, Peter, Moondragon, um, obviously Groot, obviously Gamora, um, Beta Ray Bill is part of the group now. Mm. Um, and it looks like they're going to be hunting down Rocket. So obviously can't have the Guardians without Rocket. So he's been absent the last, uh, six issues, so... Um, yeah, but overall, I definitely feel like it's a, it's a, it's a must read. It's, it's enjoyable, you know, and it definitely washes the taste of Infinity Wars out of my mouth. So, cause that was so disappointing, yes. you know, it was one of those I things. I don't understand what happened in that book. I don't know. I don't know. And they had so many issues to tell the story and they mm. just did not stick the landing at all. It was just so like, I don't know, contrived and like, what? Like, it didn't make any sense. It's meaningless. It was just too big of a story, it felt like, for what they were going for. So, but anyway, but yeah, uh, check out The Guardians. So, um, moving on, Captain America number 11. Did you read this, Christian? I did not. So, I enjoyed, this is issue number 11. I Mm. enjoyed the first half of this arc, um, this run. By I'm gonna destroy the writer's name right now. Tainishi Coates? Cots? 
Um, but you know, since Cap has turned himself in, it's just been like downhill for me. So he's in this prison, um, run by uh, Hydra, basically. Um, Von Stryker mm-hmm. is uh, the warden. He basically is forced to like, I don't break out. Um, he's manipulated by like the ladies of liberty, I believe. Which that whole group is kind of you know, I think it's a cool concept. I remember last. And I want to know about was, them. He was like in that middle of that big fight and everything that was going on there, and he was forced to pretty much join in. Yes, yes. So this is basically more of that. He's leading yes. the prison break. He's rallying all these villains around him, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I basically they get to like the point where they're going to actually, you know, break out and then of course, you know, the villains turn on him and like they leave him there. But then the invisible woman shows up um and saves him basically, but they still get him out of like he realizes he comes to the conclusion that he has to get out um you know to clear his name so i don't know man it really hasn't the last like three or four issues just hasn't done much Mm -hmm. for me at all um you know and this is a monthly book so like i honestly forget about this book a lot of times (laughs) until it pops up Mm. um but yeah, hopefully you know now that this you know chapter is done it kind of picks up steam again because I was into it, you know, but like, I think one of the problems I'm having is that, you know, the main villains, one of their plots, one of their schemes is to convince the public that their idea of taking Captain America down is to convince the public that, you know, it was Steve all along leading, you know, the takeover with Hydra, that he was the Supreme yes. like commander. But like in the very beginning of the, the whole story a lot of the public already believe that yes. there's still confusion about that so i don't know why they would think that would be enough to you know you know like assassinate his character because i feel like there's already or already been tons of damage done you know to his character and that this whole like story for me at first felt like oh it's going to be a redemption arc for him so I'm just waiting for the other cap to come out and they have the inevitable story of them fighting each other. Yes. And that's where they're definitely because he mm. we've seen that he's now on the loose too. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just not doing much for me right now. I know, I agree. Uh that's why I kind of fell off the last issue. I was just <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. So I am like the I'm, I'm willing getting to... their name wrong, the ladies of liberty. I can't remember the name that they give the group. It's like Spider Woman, um, You've got, uh, you've yeah. got uh, Sharon with them. Mm-hmm. They're on the cover. Yes, uh, Misty Knight yes. is with them. Invisible Woman's with them. Like it, it's a great like group. I think even um, Echo is hanging out with them. Yeah, they meet up in the last issue. Yeah, basically, it seems like they're this weird like cabal that's like meets once in a while and you know goes on missions. So I want to know more about them. Like, give me a couple issues just <laughs> about their story. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. That's called Captain America, so obviously. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what comes of the team, though. But anyway, yeah, so you read Batman number 73. Yes, and I think this is the first time where I'm actually a little nervous with the story. Okay. Just Wow, because you were, like, on cloud nine with it. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's interesting. So we we pick up with um, uh, Thomas Wayne has um, Bruce on on a horse with him. 
Uh, Bruce is like knocked out. Uh, okay. This is after because the last issue, um, he was totally defeated by Bane, pretty much. Uh, so Thomas Wayne is taking Bruce, and they have a coffin attached to the horse as well, uh, dragging along. Um, they're in the middle of a desert. Um, they say it's uh, Kadim at some point. Um, there's like a type of Lazarus pit out there. Um, that can reincarnate whoever is in the coffin. Okay. Um, is it Martha? Yeah. <laughs> it's his mom. And and Tom like basically explains, you know, like um, you know, this is our, you know, way to restart. You know, the family. Yeah, if we're going to die, we're gonna die together, um, as a family and everything down the road. And it's like, Jesus, where's this going? Yeah. <laughs> Because Thomas Wayne's motives is basically to get Bruce to stop being mm. Batman. Yes. To see the error of his ways. So um, basically bringing back the family together should be enough in his mind to stop yes. Bruce from being Batman? Is that what he thinks? I, I guess. Okay. At this point. because where we're going? I mean, there's a lot of hopelessness in this issue where, you know, Batman's even at a point where he's just like, I don't know who I am. At this. I'm not really who I am, but what I'm doing at this point. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, he's pretty much had his whole family turned against him. Now his dad's trying to bring his mom back to life. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's fucking Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> um, It'll be fine. Rub some dirt on it. You know, in the last few issues, there was a lot of talk of, like, how Batman is able to come back from anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe where this is leading is this is a point where it's him overcoming... And becoming something more again as Batman. Okay. Kind of way. Like a rebirth. Yes. If you will. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Um, All right. All right. I mean, so you're a little nervous now where the story's going. It was very short. uh, A lot of these issues, I mean, they're all 22 pages and such. um, It was mostly just like Thomas Wade beating up people every once in a while while singing nursery rhymes. Okay. So a breezy. Yeah. So it was a very easy read. Okay. All right. All right. Well... Well, that's going to do it for comics this week. Yes. We have some wrestling to get into. We have a lot of wrestling to get into. Yes. Well, let's do it. From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why, why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks. You just can't handle the truth. And the truth is, you're not some goddess. You're just an entitled little princess that doesn't deserve a damn thing. Bailey, I'm not entitled. (laughs) I'm just better than you. Bailey, you're a placeholder. And Sunday. A placeholder? 
Yes, and you will always be a placeholder. And you want to know why? Because you peaked in NXT. And the one person that you found so undeserving is the one person who's actually living out the career you always wanted. Whoa! Damon hates wrestling! Alright, Damon, it's time for another WWE pay-per-view. Stomping grounds. Yeah, we're gonna... We'll talk Raw and SmackDown throughout the whole preview for the card, but... Per usual, there's tons <laughs> to talk about. So the shows were better this week. Um, they did a really good job with Seth, um, just like building up his character again. You know, he's just a maniac, you know, wielding a chair at the moment, you know, taking out anyone who might, you know, special guest referee, you know, in his match. So I did enjoy that aspect mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, a lot of it's just rehashing of, you know, old shit. But we'll talk about it, you know, as we preview the card. Um, but so we do not know the order at all for stomping ground, but, um, I'm assuming we're going to get those 205 guys, uh, 205 live guys in the preview. So probably, probably pre-show, right? So Tony Nese versus, uh, Tazawa versus Drew Gulak. Golik. Gulak. Gulak. There we go. Is that what, isn't that his finisher? The Gulak? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, is that his actual last name? Gulak? Isn't Gulak and he does the Gulak? Okay, it's Gulak. Is it? Okay, whatever. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I have no idea. You know, as always, we are not watching 205 Live. (laughs) Our Chad Gable showed up, though, huh? Yes. He's supposed to be having some good matches, too. He's been backstage a lot in, uh, you know, on Raw and SmackDown, just taking notes weirdly. Okay. He's got a new look and everything, so I have no idea where that's leading. He's but the new statistician. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. For Titus Worldwide? I hope not. For his sake. So, But um, I, I would have liked to see him in this match, because then I might actually watch it. So I just feel like the sky's the limit with that guy. But anyway, so yeah, I have no idea who's going to win this match. Do you? No. You want to just pick someone to pick someone? Um, I'm going to say Tony Nese retains. All right. I'm going to go Gulak. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a, a match that they just threw on this week. We got Daniel Bryan and uh, Eric Rowan versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which I forgot was even a thing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So did they. I'm sure this is going to be a good match. It's going to be entertaining mm-hmm. at least. So, um, but this, this whole angle between the two teams have been very like stop and start where it seems like, oh, they're going somewhere and then they just forget about it for two weeks. And then they, you know, I, once again, I think it's just because of the whole, you know, super show, whatever card and, you know, Brian didn't want to go. Yeah. So I'm good for him. But I mean, I feel like, you know, that just kind of halted a lot of things storyline wise. So, but yeah, um, I don't see any way Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan lose this match? I don't know. I Unless can see them taking Daniel it Ryan off is the... just in the doghouse yeah. right now that much? Not, not just that, but if they wanted to use Daniel Bryan in a singles capacity at all. Again, they could use that. And I mean, I think Xavier's gonna... Not Xavier. Kofi's going to need, you know, another challenger. I just don't want them to go back to Daniel, mm. you know, this soon. So, I feel like... I feel like right now, especially, I mean, the SmackDown tag division feels so weak 
that they almost need like Brian and Rowan to have those belts at this point. Although it feels like too, like it's just I mean, there is no like SmackDown tag division. Yeah, it feels like the brand split doesn't matter. So So, well, I, I'm going to say that Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan retain here. You're going to say heavy machinery with yeah. the upset. Okay. I like it. I mean, it'll be interesting. To at least know? have something happen on this goddamn pay-per-view. Yeah, because this feels like <laughs> it's going to be a pretty lackluster pay-per-view. So, um, Next up, we've got The New Day with the returning Big E and Xavier Woods versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a meaningless tag team match. Um, so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are one of the most entertaining things they've got going, you know, whenever they're on the mic, they're gold, mm-hmm. but they are just jobbing and jobbing and jobbing right now. It feels like they're the whipping boys of the WWE. I feel like Sammy is definitely in the doghouse because I've seen him get pinned so many fucking times over the last couple weeks. It's been ridiculous. Because he was on fire as a character, you know, his mic work. But I feel like his mic work has been limited, and, you know, all he's doing is just jobbing. And for some reason, I'm going to go on a rant, but for some reason, this past, like, couple weeks, they're on this, like, two out of three falls kicks, where, like, every fucking match, it seems like it's two out of three falls for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. It really, really is annoying because the, the, we've talked about in the past, those matches are always really predictable. Um, and it just feels like they're just trying to fill time. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's their way of shaking things up, but it's not working. It doesn't work when you do it like back to back to back in every yeah. match. Is that, and there's no reason for it, too. There's no buildup. It's not like they had this like ongoing feud with some of these teams. And it's, you know, like we've seen it in the past, like the New Day and the Usos, when they were kind of the middle mm. of the program, they would do that. But this makes no sense. So, but anyway. Do you think this is also going to be on a pre-show or? This definitely could be a pre-show match. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not be surprised if this was a pre-show match. But then once again, I mean, we saw Daniel Bryan on the pre-show. I think it was last pay-per-view, right? Yep. So anything they do would not surprise me at this point. Because I know, I think, what did Sammy do? Sammy couldn't go. He, uh, well, he couldn't he go. Was, yeah. He wasn't allowed to yeah. go. The government wouldn't let him go with those fucking assholes. Um, and then uh, Kevin Owens said, well, I'm not going. He actually told them that he wasn't going to go. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if this is all just, you know, them being in the doghouse, um, you know, and them having lots of heat. And this is the first time they've had heat you know, um, with the big man. So disappointing, you know, I mean, I I feel like the two of them aren't that afraid at this point. No, no, I don't think they give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Cause whatever they, they still make everything work. Everything Mm -hmm. they do, you could tell they put their all in and they just make it work. They make the show better. Um, so, and I feel like, I mean, to me too, it feels like Vince with Kevin has like a love hate relationship. You know, he, he recognizes the talent, but he just, he wants to mold it and make it his own. Like, mm-hmm. that's the feeling I get. Because he gets these, like, these, like, stop and start pushes left and right, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know where they're going, but yeah, I'm sure I'm not going to be a fan of it. Well, but I'm going to say New Day is yeah. going over Big E's been on cloud nine lately, so. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go over here. Now, a match that I'm actually really excited for. Um, and something that was great that came out of Raw was they actually did a um, elimination match for number one contendership of the U.S. title. 
Um, and it was a damn good match. I did enjoy it. It was exciting how the show actually started. Um, Elias came out, talked some shit in the ring, and then like everyone came out and did their... Everyone who was involved in this match came out and did their finisher on Elias. Um, even the heels, for some reason, <laughs> were doing yeah. it. It was fun, though. It was actually fun. It, it went really fast, and then they were into a really good match. So I enjoyed it. Um, Cesaro, of course, got pinned right away, but he shined um, big time. Like, he got his spots in. At one point, he had fucking Strowman on his goddamn shoulders, like, like up in a torture rack. Jeez. Yes, yes. So he got, I mean, once again, it just it reminded me like why I loved Cesaro so much. So um, hopefully, you know, he gets more spotlight like this. So, but anyway, um, it ended up basically um, them taking out, like the heels got eliminated right away, Lashley and Cesaro. They both help ricochet pin um, Strowman and then it becomes um, uh, Miz versus Ricochet. Which actually was pretty... They had good chemistry in the ring together. It was actually a really good match. A really good back and forth between those two. So, and I was happy. Because I, I was like, I don't know which way this is going. So I was happy that they, like, went the Ricochet route. So, because um, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe, that's a mm-hmm. few that I can really get into. So hopefully they get to work a program together. Um, well, then who do you have going over? Their first match. I feel like Joe's going to go over their first match, but it's going to be due to, like, you know, hijinks, if you want, you know? Maybe a DQ finish or something like that. Um, But, yeah, something, or a fluky kind of situation, and then it warrants, like, a rematch. Um, So I I definitely would like to see them work a program, though. But um, moving, who do you have going over, Christian? I could see Ricochet going over. Just say, so, oh, you have this, um, an upset. You think, mm-hmm. you know, Joe looks strong most of the match. And I just almost pulls a Mysterio type of yeah. storyline that they were doing. I just don't want to see Joe lose, like, so soon after he lost. Because he just they lost. They don't care about the title. I know, I know. But he just lost the fucking belt to Ray, and then Ray had to, like, turn it over to mm-hmm. him. He hasn't even had, like, a match with that belt at this point. So I feel like you need to build up Joe again. Like, is a badass? I just don't think they see it that way. I Well, they don't care about fucking storytelling, so of course mm-hmm. they don't see it that way. So, um, but yeah. I mean, I'd be fine either way, honestly. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see, like, Ricochet getting pushed, but, you know, if they even consider winning the U.S. title as being pushed at this point. But it, I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that they get a program out of this. That's what I, I hope. It's not just a one-and-done yeah. deal. All right, so next up, we have Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, at this point, I'm still hoping that they just keep it on Becky till she has a new challenger. So, like, two, three months ago, Becky was, like, the hottest thing going yeah. in WWE, and they've totally just fucking just poured a bucket of water on her. It just, she feels flat right now. You know, um, this was a little better. What we saw in Raw was a little better than what we've been getting. Um, you know, uh, Lacey Evans tries to enter the ring. She's talking all this shit. Um, and then Becky just fucking uh, grabs her before she came to get in the ring. Hits her up, exploder on her, and then, you know, grabs her hat and walks out. I was like, okay, you know, that's more of the badass Becky that everyone was kind of getting behind. And, you know, took her to the fucking main events of WrestleMania for crying yeah. out loud. Um, let her be that character. So, I mean, it's just been disappointing. But anyway, 
I, we've seen this match already. I don't even know why this fucking match is happening. Like, she already tapped out Lacey Evans. <laughs> so I, I, I'm guessing their whole rationale is the fact that Lacey cost her the title to Charlotte. So that's why they're having this match. I guess. But, like, a lot of this card we've seen before. Mm. You know, it's a rerun almost. You know, but it's a fucking pay-per-view for crying out loud. Uh, they need to start keeping track of this shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I got Becky going over. I, I hmm. don't foresee Lacey at this point beating Becky. Um, it would, I, I wouldn't would, be surprised, though. <laughs> I just wouldn't want this storyline to continue on. No, but I feel like if Becky wins, then it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can move on. The problem so, and there's just, strong rumors that Sasha's going to be coming back soon. Yeah, She's doing a bunch of like promotional work for them right now. So it feels like they're just waiting for the right time. So, I mean, maybe Sasha comes, you know, next and challenges. Her Monday night. Title. Yeah. Which is, I, I'm in for that, mm. you know. I mean, or they throw her on SmackDown, you know, and have her go with Bailey finally. Which I could see that happen. Or they'll, they'll have them tag for fucking six months and then... <laughs> not again. Maybe maybe you get a WrestleMania match. Not again. <laughs> Probably not. But no, yeah. Becky versus Sasha was like my first like real introduction to Becky. So That'd be great. I think mm. that would heat up Becky again. You know? so And everyone you know wants to know what the hell's going on with Sasha. So I think that'd be huge for the show. So, but right now, just everything that's going on with the women's division feels like such an afterthought mm. after they have that insane year. You know, it's really disappointing. All right. So, we got what do we got next, Christian? Uh, we got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. And guess Again. what, Christian? We've seen this match <laughs> twice because I feel like we saw it on Mania. We did see it on Mania. Yes. And then we saw a rematch on the Raw afterwards, mm-hmm. I believe. So we're seeing, and at this point, there's no heat on Drew. He's just basically the muscle for Shane, you know, and that that's it, you know. And Roman lost to Shane at the Super Show, so I feel like he's gonna just devour Drew again. You know, it's just really fucking disappointing and frustrating. You know, so I mean, like Shane's got his like little like stable with him, which is like you know the Corporation Light right now, you know, 2.0. You know, it's it's Drew and uh, the Revival, pretty much, and Elias. That's his little group that he's got with him. So I just, man, I, maybe he Drew wins with like outside interference from Shane. You know, we have you know Roman taking another loss, and they just keep on building. I I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I'm I'm just not interested. <laughs> I'm not either. I, it feels like the writers aren't interested though. They're not even trying. <sighs> Like, if you gave, like, I think I said this last week, if you gave me a motive for Shane, you know, why mm. he's going through this, you know, what's the struggle, what's the motive, you know, be, you know, behind his whole heel turn, besides just being a cocky son of a bitch, it would make sense. But right now, I don't, I mean, I know Roman came out and punched his dad, so I guess that's the motive, you know, for all this. Sure. He's just eating, After he's on TV Shane punched another person's fucking dad. much. He's on multiple segments, both shows at this point. Oh, God, it's horrible. Did, so. Did the storyline with Miz ever really end? Or did it it kind of did with that out? cage match. I wouldn't be surprised if Miz, like, comes in and, like, costs Shane the match or something. Something happens where Miz interferes. But he's not even on the card, is he? No, he's not. He's not. I mean, he's been on bullshit. He's been on Raw. 
you know, and even on SmackDown sometimes because, you know, fuck the brand split. But, yeah, he's not on the, the main he, he card. They don't know what to that. do with him at yeah. this point. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, so, because he, yeah, he, he did, you know, he was talking shit to Shane again on SmackDown. He teamed up with R-Truth. We got a reunion of your favorite tag team, Awesome Truth. <laughs> so, you could bust out your shirt again and everything like that, you know? I don't have a shirt for that. <laughs> I should though, right? Do, did they actually have a shirt? I don't think so. I mean, they've... they've there's, there's definitely went a against Rock and Cena at Survivor mm-hmm. Series, so... Right? There, there was, was like some series. design where it was awesome and then it was the Truth logo. Oh, God. <laughs> so fucking lazy, too. <laughs> it was definitely thrown together. Oh, it's the shits. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of lazy, we have Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I'm going to disagree with you, though. Oh. They actually, this past week on SmackDown, they both cut a really good fucking promo. If you have not seen SmackDown, I recommend checking out A Moment of Bliss. Because it was actually really well done. It gave both characters motives for what they're doing. It gave them a storyline. And, you know, it was like, okay, I, I, I'm in for this now. Hmm. You know, it's not just rehashing an old feud for, you know, the sake of, you know, all right, well, this worked in the past. Well, it didn't work in the past. It was horrible in the past. But, you know, it's, you know, it's two characters that were, you know, invested in, you know, just throw them out there. This was actually like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Alexa came out basically... You know, saying that she was wronged by Bailey. You know, she was alone. She was, you know, a, a, a wrestler in NXT that no one believed in. She tried to befriend Bailey, and Bailey felt like she was too big for her. Mm. You know, um, it it was actually well done. So I mean, I don't like necessarily all the Nikki Cross shit that's going on, but watch the promo between the two. I, I think it was well done. So um, that being said, I'm I'm really hoping Bailey goes over here. I really I just don't that. see them putting it on Alexa right now. No, it feels like like she's like in this weird in betweener stage too, where like I feel like on Raw she's kind of like pushed as a face, and then on like SmackDown she's a heel, so it's weird. Hmm. Um, you know, like this week I feel like her motives were a little more. You know, they're they're letting on to her motives more, and it seems like a very typical like you know angle that she did with like Nia Jackson. You know, with her and Nikki Cross, you know, and Bailey even called her out on that. So I'm hoping the situation is going to be actually Nikki Cross losing her shit and like going off on her. You know, that's what I'm hoping the situation is. And then Nikki just goes fucking. I mean, I would watch Bailey versus Nikki down the road. Yeah. And I think you're going to eventually get that. They did have a match on Raw because they just throw those Mm -hmm. matches out there now like no one's business. Um, You know, fuck long term storytelling. But, yeah, I don't know. Something's unnerving about Nikki Cross acting normal, too. Mm. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know. But I, w- I was going to say, like, that whole little, like, you know, 30 seconds of TV, I was like, that's all you need. That's all you need to sell me a match. You know? Like, it was like a decent promo. I was like, okay, I'm invested in this match now. That's all you fucking need. 30 seconds. <laughs> that's it. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going... Bailey here. Where are you going? I was going on Bailey. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what do we have next? Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Guess what? We've seen this match already. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't care then. Um, It's a steel cage match. 
It ups the ante, Damon. I guess. They're in a cage. Anything can happen inside the cage. I mean, Dolph is doing a great job with his promos, I feel like, but I just don't believe there's a chance in hell that he's going to win the belts from No. So this feels like such a placeholder. It really does. Until Shane McMahon can come in and win the title. Yeah, and that's the big rumor going on (laughs) right now is that Shane is going to upset Kofi for the title. Storyline-wise, it makes sense, but I don't want to see it. Like, God, I don't want to see it. Because all that means is, you know, you're going to have Roman, you know, going after Mm -hmm. Shane for that belt. It's just, yeah, God. (laughs) But the booze. Oh, my God. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. So... (laughs) Um, I'm hoping that after this, we move on and, you know, find an actual deal. Because Kofi's on, like, a crazy win streak right now. So, I just want him to have a more believable opponent. You know, so hopefully, I don't know who, like, I don't know if it's Daniel Bryan. I don't know if it's Kevin Owens they go back to because they kind of stopped short with that whole feud. I mean, Um, a good lead-in could be, like, Drew McIntyre. Could be. I mean, or they have that turn finally happen. You know, and Big E turns on them. You know, I mean, that, that I think that's where the money is, honestly. So, and I but have those guys see work that? a program until SummerSlam. I mean, I would love it. You know? I feel like Big E would go nuts. And I don't know, though. I mean, they might just feel like, you know, because they make so much money for them. Mm-hmm. New Day, you know, merch-wise and everything. They might not want to, like, split up that group at this point. You know, we saw them refusing to turn John Cena heel because he makes so much fucking money merchandise-wise for years. So So stop buying New Day Birch. God damn it, And then we can have heel (laughs) Big E. Yes, yes. You know, I mean... Hell, even heel Xavier would be be great, though, if both guys get a fucking push out of this Mm. situation. Yeah, I think... You know what? And I think that would make sense, too, for it if Xavier also turns on him. You know, so... Because, I mean... Makes more sense for the heel to have kind of that manager character and everything. You know, you know, Xavier would totally pull a, like a thumbs down motion. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Start coming out to his favorite uh. theme song, Batista's. Right. I still love that WrestleMania video. I'm just <laughs> going ape shit over <laughs> Batista's entrance. That was great. So anyway, uh, but yeah. So where are we going? Oh, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Christian. Uh, Seth has gone nuts again. Dude. Christian, we've seen this match. Oh, have we? <laughs> <laughs> this whole fucking pay-per-view is a... Yes. You know, and they, their like, ticket sales are abysmal. Like, abysmal. Like, they're just horrible for this mm. show. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder why. Baron Corbin for Seth Rollins. That is probably your main event. Yeah. My God. Most likely. So, hey, all out, sold out. They have, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. 15 minutes. Um, yeah, so everyone who didn't get a ticket, you can go ahead and spend yeah. that money on Stomping Ground. Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you've got, yeah, yeah, you've got um, Baron trying to find himself a special guest referee. Um, and basically, Rollins, you know, taking out anyone who's considering it. Um, I'm guessing that this is going to lead either to maybe maybe Shane being the special guest referee or mm. even, you know, maybe we get 
rock, even though that makes no sense whatsoever. Big fun, though. As a special Because <laughs> why would Corbin name Brock, though, when he knows that he could just take the belt off him right afterwards? Because Corbin's an idiot? He is an idiot, right? But if he had, like, a two-second title reign, that would be awesome. <laughs> That's something but I we still end up with fucking Brock Lesnar again as champions, so... Um, Will there be a 24-7 match randomly appearing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're not matches, though. They're just... It's basically the roll-up belts. Mm -hmm. Because with the hardcore belts, you know, which had the 24-7 rule, they actually, like, wrestled a little. There's no wrestling at all. It's just like, I'm going to sneak up behind you and roll you up. Mm -hmm. And yes, there was that aspect to the hardcore belts, but there were also hardcore title matches that would happen. (laughs) So, I mean... Some of the shit is funny, and you know it popped me, but like, it's gonna get old fast. I yeah. Feel like right now, uh, who has the belt, Christian? Uh, Dave Maverick, or is it Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick. Yes. There we go. Yes, yes. He's got the belt and everything. He's actually getting married this weekend, so people were speculating that he would like actually have the belt during his ceremony and get rolled up. They would get footage of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna see it. He's a good sport. He'd do it. Yeah. Oh, he would absolutely do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy fucking peed on himself for the company at this oh, point. Oh, so, yeah. Right? I forgot about that. AOP's back, though. They popped up at uh, the Saudi show. Oh, that's cool. So, and they were shown backstage at some point this week. So maybe, you know, he starts managing them again. You know. Uh, I doubt War it. War Raiders sure. also showed up. Or Viking Raiders, I'm sorry. Yes. Showed up. <laughs> um, they teased us like a con- confrontation between the two groups. That could be fun. Yeah, if, during, it, if it happens during the Battle Royal, they did this at the Super Show. So they they squashed some like no name group. Um, this it's week. it's fun to think that there actually is there there actually are a tag plan. teams. Yeah, uh, and we just don't know that they exist anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, when you in when a you perfect bring world, up, there'd be a tag team division. Christian, when you yes. bring up that the, there's like who who's the raw tag team champions right now? The revival. They beat uh, Zack Ryder and what's yes, his name? That's correct. The major brothers, if you will. So yeah, the revival has the belts. Um, I do. I so they're still feuding with the Usos, but yeah, there is no uh, Raw tag team title match. No, of course no, not on this card. <laughs> did we did we say who we had over for Seth and Baron? Oh no, we did not. Seth. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Seth. Do we get a Lesnar cash in? No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> not stopping. They're gonna keep on fucking yeah, teasing, teasing this. Yeah, he's not showing stopping. Maybe grounds. night after um, SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh God, I hope not. Or does he cat? Maybe he cashes in before SummerSlam, and then you get like a rematch between. No, Rollins they want shock Lester. now. Now that they've thought about it a little bit, they want a shock. So you think they do it on Raw? Hmm. I hope so, because they do need that like sense of surprise, yeah. you know, not knowing what's going to happen. Get people wanting to watch again. If you have I mean, Even if it does happen at a factor. pay-per-view, it's still, he's going to be a run-in. Mm-hmm. And I bet you he does the, um, the Seth Rollins taunt with the title. He swings it around himself. Rock? Yes. Maybe. Or he just does it with Seth. <laughs> 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 but I do feel like it's going to happen on a Raw. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, get people talking, getting people wanting to watch, like feel like they can't miss the show. Because right now, a lot of people feel like they could 
just miss the fucking show. Yeah. I feel like so. that. Yes. Yes, and you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the sucker gets stuck watching it. <laughs> so is that the card? Yeah, yes, that's the card. So what can... a lackluster awesome. piece of yes. shit card. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's talk about some good fucking <laughs> yes. wrestling, right? Um, the G1. Uh, we actually got the announcements for who's participating in each one of the blocks. We got the A block and the B block. Uh, Christian, would you like to run down the names of the A block? A block, we have Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fale, uh, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta. What a fucking badass block. Yes. <laughs> Can you even have a bad match on this? Um, God. I feel like I could skip Archer versus Tanahashi. It's still going to be an <laughs> yes. match, though. <laughs> I'm going to watch every night because it's just fucking yeah. great combinations. God. I'm tired just looking at this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this card, I mean, and they, they actually announced, too, you can find it online, they announced, like, the brackets. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, go over to our Facebook page right now. We have the video posted yes. up. Yes, it is posted. So, um, And then uh, we've got the B-Block. Yes, that's Naito, Ishii, Robinson, Yano, Goto, White, Cobb, Takagi, and uh, Taichi, and mm-hmm. John Moxley. Wow. All right. Um, which one do you think is the stronger block? Um, they're probably pretty even. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I man. feel like they did a really good job of dividing it up because last year, what was it? The so the B block that was really weak? Yeah. No, it was I thought, Tanahashi's block. Yes. That was really just like, eh. You know, there it felt like some nights were like really skippable. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, they're pretty fucking evenly distributed, you know, this year, which is good to see. If anything, I feel like there's more chance of winners in A block. Actually winning the whole thing mm-hmm. you're talking about? Okay. So, all right, Christian. If you had to pick a winner for the A block and a winner for the B block, who would it be? Um, I, I don't want to say it because I feel like it's not going to happen, but I have to. <laughs> Is it what you say every year? Yes. <laughs> um, Wait, are, okay. Let's start with the A block though. A block, I feel like it's Kota Ibushi. Okay. Going back to the, all the way to the end again. Okay. Fair enough. And then Christian, <laughs> like I don't know your answer. Tell me who do you think is going to win the B block? Of course it's going to be Naito. <laughs> I agree. Who's gonna win the whole thing? It's gonna be Abushi. You think so? I feel like Abushi's showed loyalty. He's stuck with the company. I feel like that's the. I, it is the better storyline. You think Abushi's the better storyline going forward at the moment? Yes. I think Naito's storyline is better than it, just because I mean it's long term. Obviously. But every time I put Naito to go Long-form to Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> and win a championship, it's not going to happen. All right. So I'm going to go with the G1, with uh, A Block. I'm going to say it's going to actually be a surprise. And it's going to be Will Ospreay. Because I feel like they've been pushing him big time. Hmm. So I think this is his year, at least, to get into the final. Um, and then I think it's going to be Naito also um, winning the B block. And then I think Naito is going to go 
to Wrestle Kingdom and challenge for the belt against Okada. Do you think he'll succeed in his goal of having both titles at the same yes. time? Yes, because that is a, something that they're pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, right now that's kind of his storyline. So I feel like that's where they're going. You know, and you're finally gonna get Naito with both belts. I mean, I'll probably cry, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and not like a little like you know man tear, like ugly, <laughs> yeah. full on cry, sobbing, drooling. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay to see that. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I feel like this is Naito's year. You know, I think Osprey, he's caught lightning in a bottle right now, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Um, you know, and you'll get a taste of it. And I feel like he's eventually gonna get there. But I think right now, you know, you'll get like a finals between like Abushi and Osprey. You know, for the um, the A block. Mm-hmm. But I think Osprey is gonna surprise everyone and win it. Um, and then you're gonna have Naito and Osprey. So. Hmm. Um, that that's uh, who do you think is going to have a really strong show? Like who's going to be your wild card where people are going to start like you know talking about? I think it's going to be Sonata. I agree, I agree, and I feels like that's. I mean, he's been on this like meteoric like rise, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple years. It's just I've been the blonde hair. Yes, <laughs> his beard's unnerving to me. Yes, I don't know why. it bothers. <laughs> yeah, <me>. right. <laughs> I mean, it's a choice, I guess, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think White's going to also have a strong showing. Um, but I also feel like he's fallen to the wayside a little bit. No, well, he does have big beat, victories over the, the biggest He beat Tanahashi guys. again, mm-hmm. you know, in their little match. Um, little match. Um, so I think, I think White's going to have a strong showing. I could see him getting to the actual finals of the B block. You know, maybe against Naito, and yeah, and then losing. And but I definitely think we'll get a better showing out of Robinson this year. Yes. Out of Juice. Yes, I think that's going to be a story. Mm-hmm. We're getting a different side of a Juice. How do you think Moxley's going to do? Um, I think he's going to do well. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to break a lot more rules and maybe... Get himself, like, yeah. disqualified. Mm-hmm. You know, get, get you know have uh, matches go to no contest or something like that. I can see them going that route. Yeah. You know, he's more of a spectacle right now for them, I think. So just getting, like, you know, the, the Western eyes, you know, on the product, which is smart. Mm. So um, what do you think of the situation right now where they're not allowed to have him compete stateside? I, I mean, contractually, and I think it's, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. AEW wants, you know, Moxley as their talent, mm-hmm. you know, over there. Um, I think, too, it's just a... a political move too of yeah. like hey when you decide to like do business with us we'll go ahead and get rid of this because yeah it's on Jericho too and Omega mm-hmm. so I mean they're basically not allowed to wrestle for New Japan in the states um, you know which I, I guess you know it feels a very like WWE like move but as you know it's, it's good business at the same time um, you know and I'm sure you know Moxley's just happy that he even has this opportunity yeah. that he can work in New Japan and work for this upstart company at the same time. So, um, which is great. So, but I, I feel like, you know, if they do all of a sudden come into a working agreement, mm. and it, it sounds like a lot of the talent are like really down on ROH at this yes. point where they don't want to work for ROH, um, which is, you know, unfortunate, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, Maybe that kind of forces, you know, New Japan's hand, you know, and 
break off that partnership, you know? Or maybe they can work something out between all three, you know? Because it, it sounds like AEW is definitely willing to do that. And I don't... Like, with their TV deal, I, I feel like it would help ROH, mm-hmm. you know, to have some kind of agreement with them. But who knows? Nah, there's a lot going on. With yeah, I, right it's now. crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's just unfortunate. It really mm. is. Because so, they were at top, they were at the top of the world for a while. <laughs> but Moxley yeah. did um, recently have a match with um, Big uh, Big Cass on an indie show. Yes, I did see the clip from that. Right? Was it Big Cass and Enzo? Yeah. It was. Was it a, a handicap match? I'm not 100 what kind of match it was. Okay, I do know he. I know like, he dispenses of Enzo. He real did fast. the dirty deeds on both of them. Yeah. He actually came out to Dirty Deeds by ACDC also. Oh. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. I love the character that he's putting together for himself. You know, I really do. Hmm. It just kills me that this could have been, you know, who we saw in WWE the entire time, the last, you know, five, six years, you know, but we weren't getting it just because of stupidity. You know, it's just disappointing, but it's awesome to see it now. It really is. <laughs> so... I'm definitely interested to see what's going to happen with, uh, I think it's Yu Minnow, um, Red Shoes' son. Oh, and he's <laughs> going to be doing all the tag matches yes. with them. Because with, you know, the G1, anyone who's on the opposite block works tag matches. So it's going to be like him and, yeah, his son. I can't think of his and name. And he was right talking now. shit <laughs> before. Uh, he was doing interviews saying, you know, like, oh, I need to overcome and be better than this American talent and everything. And I was like, oh, well, now you're in tag matches with him. Oh, what, before their, oh, their their first match he was talking shit? Or? Um, after, even. Oh, really? I think this was before it was announced that he was tagging with him. Uh, that press conference after the match was hilarious, though. So... <laughs> And then, of course, we see on Raw they do something similar with uh, EC3. You uh, know, yeah. The New Day or like mm-hmm. basically doing a weekend of Bernie's with him. So I was like, okay. <laughs> One of the writers likes New Japan. It was, uh, I just happened to scroll upon a like video of um, EC3 that, you know, a- NXT doing his entrance uh-huh. versus now on Raw and everything. How it's just like. He's well, just he like, actually came out. Oh, oh like, because I was like, he still does the full mm-hmm. entrance, but yeah. I was and at first when he came out, I was like, "Oh, look at that! He he's actually getting his entrance and everything like that. Maybe he'll actually get some mic time or whatever." But no, Rollins came out right away and fucking smashed him with the goddamn <laughs> chair. Um, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for G One. It's God, it's right around the corner, you know. But like I said, I'm exhausted just looking yes. at all these matchups. I can't imagine what the wrestlers go through, you know, doing <laughs> no. these cards. Because you're not really getting a night off, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you're still working matches even when you're not, like, competing in the tournaments, you know. So, it's crazy to think. But, I mean, God. I mean, this is one hell of a fucking card. Do you think Shingo has a strong showing? I mean, I feel like he's yes, got, right? We haven't talked about it, but definitely. I yeah. feel like after everything we saw from Super J with him, yeah. it's got to. They right. gotta do something for him. Trust me, he wants to be a breakout talent. Maybe it's in heavyweights. Be, maybe you end up with Shingo versus Naito in the finals. Is Shingo in his uh, Shingo's in his block, right? Yeah, he's in B block. So maybe you get Shingo versus Naito. The, it, it is interesting to see that there's going to be a lot of like tag teams going up against each yeah. other. Like, I yeah, I was shocked I to see that, Evil though. versus Sonata. 
You know, Cobb's gonna have a good showing too. Mm-hmm. They're high on him. He's fucking awesome. Um, God, man, yeah, maybe maybe you do get Shingo. You know, I could see that. You know, happening because they're fucking definitely behind him. Um, so what about how would you book Kenta? Um, I would book him as a total badass, just beating the hell out of people each match. Do you think it's like almost like the way that we're booking Moxley, where he's maybe, but I see like... him taking the vict- like matches more seriously. Okay. You know, I don't see him trying to cheat just more. He, I feel like he's going to come out more like Suzuki and just beat the shit out of people. Like he's going to book strong, yes. but just, you know, missing it by a few points or something like mm. that. So, okay. Yeah, because they definitely need a strong showing out of him, and I'm sure he's dying to actually wrestle again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just being unchained, you know, and being himself again. So, some fucking stiff kicks are coming someone's way, man. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be one hell of a fucking month of July. So we got a lot of shit going on. Yes. So stay tuned. Yes, subscribe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week, Christian. Yes. All right, guess what, Christian? What, Damon? We got some shout outs. Here's some podcasts and websites that we think you should be checking out. Uh, first up is one of my favorite websites going, mancavebits.com, a fantastic website for all your pop culture needs. Uh, they talk video games, wrestling, movies, and much more. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, next up, we have the Pete and Fran podcast, uh, a great improv comedy podcast. They're on all your favorite platforms, so give them a listen. Uh, next up, we have Friday the 13th horror podcast. Um, one of my favorite horror podcasts going right now. A podcast all about horror in real life and horror media. All with a fabulous LGBT perspective. Um, episodes at frygate.com. And you can also find them on iTunes and everywhere else. Yes. So, um, And last but not least is School of Schlock. A thrilling, chilling B-movie podcast that drops on the 1st and 15th of every month. Once again, on all your favorite podcast platforms. So go ahead and give them a listen. Um, but while you're at it, check us out. Yes, we're on every single platform that you enjoy. Yes, and we're also at... DramaCityProductions.com That's not enough content. If we haven't said enough content for you already, definitely head over there. Check out all the shows. That's right. And you can also find us at uh, PopGoesTheCulture.com too. Yes. Another great website for all your nerd culture needs. So, and then... You could also, if that's not enough for you, you could follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. We're your Plenty nerd of hub. Great content. Right? For everything yes. possible. <laughs> Wrestling, video games, horror. Um, we keep both pages up to date, constantly posting shit. So it's definitely a worthy follow. Um, and then while you're doing that, you can go ahead and head over to iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Give us a rate and review. Help us keep going. We don't get paid for this shit, so every star rating we get matters. So Yes, and uh, for Android users, you could go check out a new app called PodCoin. We've been talking about it for weeks, but I don't think you're listening on it yet, so definitely check us out. Yes, motherfuckers. <laughs> Download that app. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. I don't know what else you want. And then if you don't want their fucking money, you can go ahead and take that money and give it to charity, right? You know, I mean, Christian wouldn't do something that nice, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure some of you are good people out there. Hey, but you know what I do do nicely? 
What is that? I give them a code to get 300 coins. Oh, look at that. What a swell guy. Yes. <laughs> What's that code, Christian? Oh, that's Nerd Show. So definitely check us out. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, type in Nerd Show. You get 300 coins right off the bat. And you can use those coins for gift cards to places like Amazon, Target, and more. Um, but uh, if you like the music you're hearing, Christian, right now, where can you check that out? Oh, well, you can check out DJ Greg Bremner. He's out on Instagram and SoundCloud. That's right. You can actually download this song you're hearing right now for free. And actually, our past intro's up there still, too. Yes. So you can download that and along with all his great music. Um, and if you liked the music you heard up front, that is Them Guilty Aces, a great Chicagoland uh, rockabilly band um, that has uh, tons of music up on iTunes. Um, they got a bunch of videos on YouTube. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, you can go ahead and check out a show almost every weekend. Yes. Now, if you felt like you've supported us by subscribing and liking everything, there is one last option. What would that be, Christian? Go get some sweet merch. That's right. Get your nerd swag on get yourself a t-shirt over at pro wrestling yes you know while you're going ahead and picking up your favorite new japan you know uh a wrestling shirt right now to support the g1 support us too you know <laughs> yeah i agree with that sentiment god damn it <laughs> once again we're not getting paid for this show so <laughs> rightfully so but you know whatever um but yeah so uh that's gonna do it for this week christian um I think we've got a couple things coming out next week, uh, like Annabelle. That's maybe. We'll be maybe. reviewing that next week. Um, um, oh, Child's Play. We've there got we Child's go. Play. That's right. Annabelle <laughs> drops on a Wednesday, strangely yes. enough. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe they're considering the weekend, that weekend, the holiday weekend, since it's right before 4th of July. Probably. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're going to be definitely seeing both movies, definitely reviewing both movies, um, and we'll have a review for Stomping Ground. Yes. <laughs> it's our last stop before the G1 so yes right Jesus thank God <laughs> well that's gonna do it for this week yes my name's Christian and my name's Dave, and that's the Amazing Nerd Show there is no escape don't make me destroy you Luke you do not yet realize your importance you have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough! He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. No. It's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true.